The following episode contains explicit language, body horror, scenes of intense violence, and crude humor. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. I'm Dan. I play Yardak, the first Atlantean ambassador to the surface in 200 years. I'm Rachel. I play Ruby Lawson, a film school graduate who creates illusions and objects after contact with unusual meteor. Never fear! Laserhawk is here! Director Betsy Bullard, the head of Union. I'm Tristan Wagner. This is uh, my little get-together. Agent Kevin Lewis, who is like one of the top field agents. That's Adrian Hughes. She venture capitalist, uh, kind of has her fingers in everything these days. Frank Dunlap, who is the head engineer for Union. Agent Alan Rickard. Dr. Lydia Alvarado, who is the head sort of science medical person for Union. They call me the Hornet. in the control room for the Riverside City power plant, and you look down at the generator room below, you see looking up at you the mangled, scarred face of Austin Yates, returned from the dead. You are still there with Sloane Matthews, caught in one of Ruby's box traps. What do you do? Ruby just stares in, like, disbelief and just slowly turns and it'll look they've never seen Ruby give anyone and she's never had as much hatred for anyone as she has for Sloan Matthews at this moment and she just takes the hilt of the sword and tries to knock him out with it. Okay, um, I'm not gonna make you roll an attack for that but I will roll Sloan's, uh, because he's like completely trapped. There's no way you miss. Yeah. Nat one. Oh. So yeah, you knocked him right on out Sword hilt goes across the face, blood kind of like dribbles out of his mouth, and he is like knocked cold. Good. Well, I still want to punch something. Yeah, you can hit him. We're not going to stop you. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you either. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's already down, so I guess I have to punch the zombie. I can't punch something that's already knocked down. It won't make me feel better. <laughs> so, Hornet still wearing the signature outfit, but without the mask, snarls the second that Ruby punches Sloane. You know what? Even though I know this probably isn't logical, Ruby's probably a little more emotional. I just go, Austin, do you do you recognize me at all? I, I think with that, he takes a full-on, like, sprint up the stairs. The staircase that goes along the side leading up to the control room that you're in. Oh god, they're 28 days later zombies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if he's sprinting toward us, then I'm sprinting after him. I'm not losing a game of chicken to a fucking zombie. Okay, so you're, you're, you're both sprinting at each other. What are you doing? 
Well, I mean, my plan is to clothesline him the second I get to him. Okay, roll an unarmed attack. 29. 29. Alright, you're definitely making contact. And what is what is the DC on an unarmed attack for you? Uh, normal ass punch is 18. So, I, I imagine you're, like, because you're clotheslining, so you're running, like, by him with your arm out? Well, I mean, like, I'm just sort of sprinting at him, then at the last second, just sort of, like, slight shift to the left, and then, boom, just swing my arm at him. Because basically what happens is you make contact, and he wraps his arms around your arm, basically keeps going with your momentum back with you. Oh, he's trying to hug me, you guys, he does remember. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, so what is actually, what is Laserhawk's, like, emotional reaction to this situation? I'm trying not to have one. At this point, I can imagine I am in, like, full military if I don't feel, I don't think, and I can't process what the hell is going on around me right now mode. PTSD incoming, understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm happy that we got to the cross. And, I, and actually, I want to hear this, what the similar responses are, like, internally for Ruby and Yardak. Uh, well, I, it's a little terrible that my, me, that my thought would be that Yardak's first thought would be like, well, we don't have this shit under the ocean. Okay, and I guess that's Yardak's response. It, but it was internal, I didn't say it out loud. Well, yeah, yeah, I was like, alright, so that's what's going through your head, what's going through Ruby's head? Ruby, on the other hand, on the inside, feels like a six-year-old lost at Walmart. Yeah, there's just a lot of what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck. And, like, Ruby's trying to rationalize and tell herself, this isn't really Austin, Austin is dead, but also it looks like Austin and I'm gonna have to fight him, and what the fuck. After the clothesline down the stairs, Laserhawk, I want you to make a dexterity check. Alright. Uh, twelve. Fuck. In a little bit of North End dirty fighting... He wraps his leg around yours and trips you, and you both go tumbling down the stairs. He remembers a little bit. You both go tumbling, you end up in a heap at the end, where Apocalypse Man is tied up and knocked out not too far away. You're in the center of the generator room now. Oh, thank god, at least he's not, like, awake to make fun of me. I know he would. This isn't my proudest moment. Uh, I would say Ruby runs down the stairs after them. What about Yardek? Uh, yeah, but say I'm running after them. I'm not gonna leave him to a zombie. Thank you, I appreciate that. For as much as I want to get the fuck away from him, Austin is not gonna, like, leave Laser off to a goddamn zombie. I'd love it if this was the moment where you were like, you know what, I'm just gonna go back to Atlantis. Fuck this. Wow, and, and he thinks he'd be safe down there, considering he sunk an island full of zombies. You know, well, we're not going to talk about that. Okay, so I think now is about the time where I want everyone to roll initiative. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you fucking shitting me? Did I just roll a nat 1? Oh, yikes, bud. I rolled a nat 20! Ow, not as good, but I got an 18 plus 9, 27. All right, then. First in the round, uh, coming down the stairs, then, is Yardak. Now, Yardak, just to give you an idea of how this is laid out, there is essentially, it's a wide open room with two large cylinder generators in the second, kind of splitting the room. 
So they're close, but they're not together. Uh, yeah, they like fell and they're like next to each other, but not on top of each other. Because originally I wanted to like tackle the fuck out of him and like throw him into the wall. But he's a zombie and I don't feel... Well, he's also on the ground. Okay. So then that further makes me want to... Instead, I want to go up to him and basically... Wait, I know I can do like ice stuff, but uh, can I uh, basically go up and kind of like put my hands out and... Kind of, not flurry is the wrong word, but I want to, like, try to freeze him to the ground. Like, in case, like, part whatever I can of him in ice to the ground. I would say you could do it, but it would be extra effort in this case. Okay, yeah, it's a zombie. I'm going to use some extra effort. So, yeah, if that's the case, then I will have that also count as an attack. Uh, in which case, let's roll to attack. Ooh, two 18s in a row. I'll take it. 28. And we're not doing this as damage, though. This is going to be an affliction to try to, like, freeze him to the ground. And what is your, what is your DC? 25. So have we fought a vampire yet? We've done werewolves and zombies. You have not fought a vampire yet. Vampire. Vampire. Yeah, describe to me what that looks like. With a false sense of bravado, because I'm actually scared shitless of this zombie, because it used to be my friend, so it's not just some random Joe Schmo like from the island. I walk up to him, and I take my water skin, open it, and kind of douse him with the water. And I, the zombie's moving about and such, and I just look at him and snap my fingers and I say no, and I try to freeze the water. Alright, you are successful. He was kind of like starting to get up, and you've sort of frozen him in place for the moment. It's not 100% solid, like it looks like he will eventually make his way out. Mm. But you have definitely like immobilized him for the moment, halfway to getting up. Hell yeah, stay prone, bitch. Are you doing anything else? Uh, other than a yell of a general, what the fuck? No, it's the next person's turn. Okay, and just to make sure, uh, so you used extra effort and you're fatigued, or were you planning on using your hero point to... No, for now, we're good. Okay. So yeah, just a reminder that with, uh, fatigued, uh, you move at half speed. Okie dokie. Yeah, as of now, since we're all right here in an enclosed space, I'm not too worried about it. And, alright, if that's the case then, it is Ruby's turn. Um, Ruby is going through some shit. She uh, has her sword out and she's... So where exactly is Austin? Is Austin still on the ground? Uh, Austin is like halfway towards getting up, frozen by the ice and immobile, more or less. And you are about like 20 feet away. Okay, but I can like walk up to him completely, right? Oh yeah, the pl- yeah you, can, you can definitely move that far. Okay, and I just go... Austin... Do you do you remember me? Are you Do you remember anything? Alright, so this feels like a like a persuasion check almost. Sure, I'm sure I'll have disadvantage or something on this. Uh nope, just roll your roll your perception check. Or roll your persuasion check. Twenty-six. But I also Ruby still has like her sword pointed out at Austin. <laughs> She's not dumb. Well that's good. I almost imagine, like, the sword, like, you're a little bit, like, timid about pointing it. A little bit. Yeah, like, not, like, not, like, a ton. Like, you're not falling over yourself in, in panic or, or anything, but... It's more... The timid is, it's more from, hey, look, my dead friend's here! My dead friend! So when you say this and you start moving towards him, he begins to, like, turn his neck and it cracks some of the ice as he's, like, looking towards you and, like, reacting to your words. And the snarl on his face goes limp for just, like, a moment. And he just kind of like looks a little blankly, and he starts snarling again, and then he looks a little blankly again. Ruby. 
Oh, shit. We're gonna have a pet zombie. Well, Bodega does need a friend. God, no! <laughs> Keep them apart. He will eat Bodega. You mean his original owner? <gasps> exactly! It's perfect! <laughs> God! I hate this! Go to church! <laughs> so, upon seeing this, Ruby, how do you react? Tears. I, I still keep the uh, the sword out, and I'm just like, oh, uh, Austin, I, I, are you okay? Uh, what What do you remember? Like, what happened to you? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I just saw you two giggling, and I'm like, what's so funny? <laughs> uh, Austin, do you remember what happened to you? Yeah, the second you start, like, asking more questions again, his face just goes back into the snarl, and he's, like, trying to, like, pull at the, the ice to get out. I would like to put Austin in a box. No, he doesn't even need holes. This requires both an attack check against the target's dodge and a dodge resistance check against the effect's rank, so we've actually been doing that wrong, I think. Oops. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to need to roll uh, an attack check against the target's dodge. I rolled not that great. Yeah, 9 plus 4 is 13, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's effective. And then it is a dodge resistance check against the effect's rank, which is 4. Or I guess 14 total. Describe how that box looks. There there are holes in it just in case. There, There's not a lot of space. I'm trying to make it so we, I'm scared he's strong enough to, like... He was strong when he was human... I don't want him to be able to punch his way out, so I've made it so he doesn't have a lot of room. And also, it's probably not tall enough so he could get up. Sorry, Austin. Alright, so he is no longer really visible to you, and are you doing anything else this turn? Ruby kind of falls to her knees, not unlike when she saw Austin die in front of her. And then it is Laserhawk's turn. I mean, homeboy's in a box now, right? Yeah. That kind of completely nullifies what I was going to do. Uh, make a perception check. 19. Everybody else also make a perception check while we're at it. Oh, no. 17. 18. You all sort of recognize this. So, Austin came out of the door that is, like, most close to you right now on the on the left side of the map. Okay. And you originally came in from the opposite side. But down the hallway that he came from, you just hear... Nope, nope, off with your head, Red Queen, and I attack whatever the fuck is making that noise. In this case, you can't see anything, you just hear it down the hallway in the distance. Then I fight the hallway, fuck this. I I imagine that Laserhawk hears it first. What do you do? I fire a solar shotgun down the hallway if there's anything in there, not the fuck anymore. Okay, uh, so you roll that attack. We're going to go with a disadvantage because you can't see anything you're attacking. Okay. Oh, thank God I got a nat 20 there. 26. So this is a very long hallway, and you just fire off that solar shotgun down it, and almost like a flare, like the light from it just lights the hallway as it goes until it hits what appears to be a group of zombies at the very end of the hallway. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, but my response is also another Danny DeVito gift. So anyway, I started blasting. All right, so you fired off that shot. Are you doing anything else? 
Uh, I guess I'm gonna move my way toward the, uh, as far into the hallway as I can. If they want to try and get to my friends, then I'm going to be the first wave of fucking defense. One, the right door is where we came in. Left door is this hallway. Is there any other way to get into this hallway, or is this the only way in? From where you are, this is the only way in. So there's no way that we could go a different route. Not without going through, like, the entire power plant facility. Okay, that's a, that's a little much. Because I was going to slam the doors and then, like, use water to try to freeze those as tightly as we can. And then basically try to bottleneck them in and then just, like... Hit them with the May wall. If it's going to be a fucking headache and a half to have to go through the whole damn thing, I'd rather just go at them. Laserhawk's going to turn to Yardak and go... So can we agree not to discuss how psychologically traumatizing all of this is until, like, after? I just hold out my fist. And I bump that fist. (laughs) Turns back to Ruby. Remember, no psychological trauma until later. Just thumbs up, but eyes wide. So, what, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I guess I'm gonna charge down even further and fire off another solar shotgun. You can't do that. I mean, unless you want to do extra effort to do an extra action. Oh, all right. Well, I guess I'm just going to move further down. Okay. I mean, you can. You can do extra effort. You can use your hero point to negate that extra effort even. Yeah, I guess I'm going to burn through that extra hero point. I think. And you know what? Yeah, I'm going to use mine too, now that you mention it. Because, like, if we're going to be fighting multiple fucking zombies, I'm going to want some movement speed to get out of their fucking teeth. Okay. So, Brandon's charging down the hallway, and you're are you firing off another solar shotgun? Uh, yeah, and I'm going to use my hero point to negate the bad stuff with that. Alright, so it's still very dark in there, so you are going to get a negative two penalty this time, since you now have a more general sense of what you're firing at. Okay. That'd be a uh, 26 with the disadvantage. Okay, and the DC on that again? For Solar Shotgun, that's a 24, bud. Alright, so the one zombie, like, you, you knock down one with the last shot, and you knock down another with this one, and he kind of knocks into another one, and takes a couple, like, down to the ground with him, but the first one is starting to, like, get back up again. Uh, Alright, I need to start specifying that I'm aiming for the head. Especially with zombies. So, you fire down the hallway, lighting it up a brief moment again, so everyone gets a better sense. Uh, and you can see that the zombies that are down the hallway, the group of them definitely, like, curves around the corner. When we- oh, there's that many. (laughs) Like, when you said group, I was like, oh, there's probably, like, three, maybe four. Like, you can only see maybe five or six right now, but they're pretty bunched up. Oh, god. Only. Okay. Ruby, we need you to make a really fucking big guillotine. What? How- I've got the strength to yeet it forward. A guillotine? You have to have them positioned under it. No, it's okay. We'll just shoot it down the hallway. So you just want the guillotine blade, really? Yeah, you just want the blade out in front of you and just run through them. I imagine you throwing it like the gravity gun for the saw blades in Half-Life 2. Essentially, like, if need be, I'll just hold it in football charge. I believe in myself. (laughs) So you fired off those two shots, and now uh, all you hear is, like, them kind of shambling forward. (laughs) You hear Austin inside the box, like, scratching. Mm. And it's Yardak's turn again. Okay, well, uh, just to reiterate, I'm not sure if it was caught, but I did use my hero point after we talked about it to negate my fatigue. Oh, okay. 
Sorry, Laserhawk, did you use yours? Yeah, I used my hero point. So Ruby's the only one with a hero point at this moment. Okay, what do you two think? Should I just try to do, like, one... I don't know if I want to do, like, one of either, like, a like a big wave or, like, a like one ice lance. Or should I, like, try to power stunt and kind of go, like, pew, 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 and, like, throw, like, multiple ice shards at them. Big wave would probably get a lot of them, right? Make your choice. You got ten seconds before the zombies shamble closer. Okay, okay. I'm going to um, muster up everything I have to send forth a the largest wave that I possibly can towards these zombies to at least push them back and hopefully into a corner so like they're tightened up so we can attack them in some sort of capacity as opposed to having them spread amok. Okay, roll that attack. Uh, it's 12, 10, 22. You said minus 5 for darkness. And what's the, the kind of DC on that? 25. So, okay, so let me roll for that. So this wave just flies out uh, and, like, knocks a couple of them down and knocks a whole bunch of them back against the wall, mm-hmm. uh, at least of the ones you can see. So, and we, we saw, like, six? Yeah, yeah. All, all the ones you can currently see either got knocked down or pushed back. Okay. But two of them had come around the corner right before then, so that's how you knew, like, there were more around the corner. Okay, so then after my attack, I'm going to yell at Ruby and say, okay, I got them all grouped up. Now I'll do what you can do. And yeah, uh, it's Ruby's turn then. Do I make a like a equivalent of a giant anvil to drop on all of them, or giant blade? Anvil would be funnier. There's two parts of that. One, there's not enough like real room for a giant anvil to fit on above them, and they're also too spread out. Like to. Okay, you said they were gathered. Remember, you can only make so much square footage with your create power. Yeah. Or I guess you can make it to a certain point, but then it's going to be like really thin and therefore not very heavy. Yeah. I'm going to make, I guess, a giant fucking blade of some kind. Something real sharp. I'm trying to imagine... Because a guillotine is actually pretty short. That's why I'm not... I feel like now should be a great time to mention that I was totally fucking joking about the guillotine. But now I'm trying to think... Well, because my idea was to like, just drop something on top of all of them, but they're not like a group like that. So, what is that? thing you like make to cut through trees i don't know what it's called chainsaw axe i don't think i could make a chainsaw oh do you mean like a like one of the back and forth saws yeah i have no idea what it's actually called i was thinking one of those but like something that's that shape but like really really sharp okay and giant and i just kind of like i make it i kind of hand one side to like i'm holding one side laser hot holding the other and be like want to run this at them We'll run at them, going like this. Well, I was thinking less, more than just that size. Like you're just close. You're just trying to clothesline them. Basically, it sounds like clothesline them, but with a sharp blade. Clothesline them with swords. If Laserhawk is down to help, then yes, I'll allow you to do that. Oh fuck yeah! All right, so that's gonna count as I think your two turns combined. That's totally fair, because I was going to start my next turn by turning to Ruby and being like, hey, give me a weapon. Okay, and also, Ruby, this is going to also be a power stunt for you. Okay. Uh, specifically because creating something itself is a standard action. Yeah. So, so then I'll use my hero points, so I'm not fatigued. Okay, and then uh, the two of you are going to roll an unarmed uh, team attack. I rolled a 27. 24. 
Uh, yeah, so you are able to, like, sprint down this hallway, and the ones that are, like, on the ground, you were able to catch them, and shh. Good. Welcome. However, you have now reached the end of the hallway, where it is slightly lit, and you can see there are more, like, staggering down the hallway that way. Damn it. How many did we get? Pivot. You got, like, five of the six. You got, you got like, five of the six that you saw. Okay. Oh, damn. All right. And it's at this point, then, as the other ones have taken notice of you and started shambling towards you, that Yardak, someone in, like, a construction suit, like, runs into the room, like a normal-looking human. Oh, they got a live one? And he's running in through the bottom entrance there on the map, uh, and he sees you, and, and he says, we gotta get the fuck out of here! No shit! I second that. He's like, there's more, co- there's more coming from this way. Oh, don't like this. No, we were just gonna sit here and slap our fucking thighs together. God, that's a visual. <laughs> and he looks at you and he says, "There's, there's an, there's an exit in the in the control room. Follow me." The control room is up the stairs. Right. Yeah, where you came from originally. Okay. Yeah. Do we hear this too? Well, hmm. Well, even if she doesn't, I'm gonna go, guys. Let's fucking go. They're zombies. No one's using their inside voice. Yeah, well, no, 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 I was thinking more about the sounds of the power plant maybe overwhelming. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. But I think, I think Yardak is able to bellow enough to, like, get your attention. So do you follow? Do you follow? Yes. There's a bear shit in the woods, Arcee. Okay. Uh, and, and you follow this power plant guy up the stairs and... I guess everybody's still holding this giant fucking blade. That's a great question. Yes. I would rather come across a girl with a giant blade than a horde of zombies, regardless of what she looks like or how bloody she may be. <laughs> So you, Laserhawk, and this giant blade all go back down the hallway. Uh, zombies shambling behind. Pretty, these ones are all, it's all worth noting that these ones are all, like, slow zombies. Okay. Okay. We only had our 128 day later zombie. He's in a box. The rest of them, all right. The construction guy, the guy, he looks like he works at the power plant. What's his name? I suddenly don't trust him. Can his name be Steve? You haven't asked his name, so we'll get to that in a moment, I suppose. <laughs> That's fair, but out of character, can it be Steve? <laughs> so he gets into the control room, and he looks, and he sees, like, Sloane trapped in a box. He's like, the fuck? Long story. He made those. And and Sloane is, like, slowly kind of, like, waking up. And I go, ugh, do we need to bring him with us? Hang on, I want to be the one to no. get him. No, we're not bringing Sloane. You can't, you can't leave me here. He's, like, panicking now. I fucking can. I, you know, I... No, fuck you. You shot Lydia. You can deal with the zombies that you created. I feel like that was a great in time to use my plus 15 intimidation check. Okay. What are you doing? Well, it should be noted that first and foremost, I rolled a 30. Damn. I'm gonna get in Sloane's face and real calmly say, Sloane... Give us one good reason not to let you become zombie shit. I'm also imagining that, like, when you did that, you grabbed him by the shoulders and, like, pulled him out of the box. Like, breaking the box. Yeah. I don't know why. You didn't say anything that really implied that, but that's, like, my idea. <laughs> like, just to show off your strength. So I'll break your fucking legs myself and let you sit. I thought you were supposed to be a hero. I thought you were supposed to be our friend, dickhead. The construction guy has already made his way out the exit. Oh, I'm walking with, like, grabbing a minus scruff. I'm still leaving, just I'm having a conversation. Whatever. We can't leave him here. It's just, I want to knock him out again. 
And also Apocalypse Man. Oh, fuck him. They can eat him. Fine, I'll go back and get Apocalypse Man. You guys can deal with Sloan, I swear to fucking God. Oh, God, I forgot about Apocalypse Man. I better get a fucking Christmas card from him this year, I actually say as I walk back in. <laughs> from Bert. Yeah. It's just a Merry Christmas written on a leaf. With a stamp, because he put it through the mail. Make an agility check, Laserhawk. Okay. 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 Not so agile. Uh, well, I have a one in agility, and I roll a one. Okay. So, it turns out that it might be I, in fact, who is the zombie shit. So, also, who did you hand Sloan to? Yeah, I don't know, I assume I just dropped him and... I said I knocked him out, but did, did that actually happen? Was that... Yeah, I'm gonna have you roll that attack, then. Okay. Not good. I rolled a two. Eighteen. Yeah, he's out. Okay, and I'm gonna just try and huff him over my shoulders. See if that works. He's, he's a bit of a lanky guy, so he's not, like, super heavy. Yeah. Meanwhile, downstairs... So, you grabbed Apocalypse Man, and you're you're very strong. You, like, easily hefted him, like, Fireman-style over your shoulder. But you kind of got, like, got your foot caught a little bit in, in some equipment. And you're able to, like, bust out, and the zombies are basically, like, right on your tail. What do you do? Run, Forest, run! Like, can I use Pulsar Pogo to, like, kind of jet forward a little bit? I always assumed it was more of, like, a jumpy arc. Uh, I mean, you have to get up a set of stairs, so I imagine, yeah, you can use Pulsar Pogo for that. Oh, well, fuck it to the Duke, Captain Green Schween, I'm hitting that Pulsar Pogo. Alright, yeah, roll acrobatics. That would be a 32. Yes, you are successful, you get up to the control room, and you see uh, Ruby, like, slowly hefting Sloan out the door, and, like, Yardak, I assume, is waiting for you. Yardak, close the fucking door! And I slam it. Can, can we can we just assume that I got out before he did that, as funny as it would be if it was otherwise? Yes, I imagine, like, you just got out the door, Yardak is last, is last uh, on the line, closes the door. Yardak, do you do anything? This time is when I want to try to freeze the door cracks. Smart. Yeah, the, you're not in any immediate danger, so you're able to, like, focus and do that. Hell yeah. I would very much like to keep the zombies out. So you're basically on, like, a big catwalk now, and you're outside? And it's basically a big catwalk that leads along the perimeter of the, from the, from the center of the power plant out to the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, when you look down to, like, the rest of the facility, you can see some people, like, fleeing, like, some workers. You see also the, uh, the insurgents, Apocalypse Man's, like, people, like, the few of them that are left are also kind of running. You also see a few zombie, a zombie industrialists as well. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you fuck with things you shouldn't be. Oh, who'd have thought that something really bad happened after you hooked up with a guy called Apocalypse Man? <laughs> this one is on fucking you. So yeah, basically a lot of people fleeing, and not like a like a not a lot of zombies. The majority of them definitely seem to have been inside. Okay, um, can I roll a perception check to see if there's like an obvious spot of evil that we should be investigating off in the horizon? Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess you can... No, you don't even need to roll Perception, we talked about that last time. Oh, yeah, uh, can you refresh? I mean, I guess I don't know about Spot of Evil, but remember the, uh, uh, there was a skyscraper downtown where a giant yellow beam came out and formed a dome around the city. 
<gasps> That's right. Oh, yeah. I feel like we should be stopping by that tower. But I'll be honest, I'd really like to go to what Timmy owes first. I need my coffee. So you all get a group call right about now because you're now outside? Yeah. Oh, it better be the DoorDash guy with my Timmy hose. And it's very crackly, um, but it's it's Lewis. Can hear me? A, a bit. One, one second. All right, how about now? Man, those 5G towers are something else. <laughs> yeah, we've there's some shit happening here that happened down here. There's some shit happening everywhere, Ruby. We have uh, we have an we have an unconscious Doctor Matthews, and then I go and a zombified Austin Yates. Don't forget Apocalypse Man. Oh yeah, Apocalypse Man. Uh, actually, you can forget Apocalypse Man. Is Apocalypse Man subdued? Hang on. Yes. Can you meet us at at Riverside Police Department? Of course. I was like, but we kind of tried to lock them in there, but there's a lot of zombies in this building. There's a there's so many downtown. We're okay. I, I, I need you to safely make your way here. I was gonna say, I think I can lift three of you. I don't think I could carry all four of you on my shoulders and pull Sarpogo. I was like, just get there as fast as you can. I don't think Yardak has enough water to ride right now. We'll just go in my van. And I transferred my van into the version that has like the the logo and the sirens. But Lewis is still on the line, and he goes, we're cut off from Echo Base. Neat. Don't like that. I've got, I've got Rickard here, and we're, we're, we've got some... We, we aren't really able to communicate easily with Frank. We're trying to put something together to get in specifically to Echo Base to try to figure out what we can do about this dome. We're heading to the police department now, and I jump in the car. Before I do, I just, I just send a, a text to Bethy that just says, I'm alive, but I've seen some shit. Uh, and you're getting texts from all over. You're getting them from Jack, the pub owner. You're getting them from 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 all from all of your actor friends, from Bethany, Giuseppe. Giuseppe. The the North End is not under attack from zombies in particular, um, but there is just uh, there's just like a lot going on. Like you've got some a little bit of it is the industrialist, but there's not doesn't seem to be too many of them. But it is uh, particularly apparently like Emily Hahn is just terrorizing the North End. And also, Lewis mentions that he is with Officer Winslow and Zoe Shepard. I just hop in the van and I, I put the news on to try and keep up with like what's happening. So, something real quick before we all head to the police station. Can I carry two people on my shoulders? Um, what is your strength score? Three? Because I figure if I take Sloan and Apocalypse Man, and they try to escape, it's going to be a lot harder for them to do that when we're several thousand feet above the air than in a car. I guess you could probably just about, you can carry about 400 pounds, it looks like. So I would say it'd be a struggle, but you could do it. But like, what is your, what is your plan? To fireman carry them both and Pulsar Pogo over. So again, if they escape, then they've got a hell of a fall. Oh, oh, so you're just heading to the police station? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you were trying to go somewhere else. That's what I was confused about. I mean, look, if you're going to let me swing by a 7-Eleven to get a coffee real quick, then hell yeah, but I have a feeling that you're not going to let that fly. <laughs> I'm sure the police station has 
crappy coffee you can drink. If you want to take them and Pulsar Pogo to the police department downtown, um, you can do that. Up, up, and away. And I guess Ruby and Yardak are taking the van? Aye. All right. Uh, Ruby, I do want you to make a vehicle check. Because as you can imagine in this panicked city. Ooh, I rolled well. And I, you know, I'm putting the sirens on. 26. Yes, you're able to easily navigate. You get across the Kirby Bridge and get downtown. So, yes, you're able to get to the police department, um, and they've kind of set up, like, a perimeter around the department. Point me to the jail. Well, okay, when I get there, is there, like, a like guard I have to talk to or something? No, 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 they see you coming, uh, and they kind of, like, move the barricades out of the way for a moment, and then, like, quickly move them back. Okay. Point me to the fucking jail. So I, uh, I stop at doing one of those cool curve things. And when you get there, uh, yeah, Winslow, Rickard, Lewis, and uh, Shepard are all outside. Oh, and as for the news, you hear uh, Shauna Ortega, and she's basically just kind of giving a play-by-play of, like, the, the attempts downtown to keep the zombies at bay. Is she in the studio, or is she out on the street? Because my girl needs to stay safe. She's out on the streets. Oh, shit. Like, can they, like when we see everyone, is there, like, news vans around there, or is it just, like, cops and stuff? It's, it's just cops and stuff, yeah. There's not really any, any news, news vehicles. Okay. Ruby's been through some shit. She goes, she runs up to Agent Alan Rickard and kisses him. Oh, spicy! He he did not see, expect that to be to happen today on the job and everything. <laughs> so he's a little, he's a little, just a little bit blushy. Yeah. Tips of his ears turn red. Sorry, it's just it's been a day, and I'm so glad to see you safe. I imagine uh, that this is the point where Laserhawk touches down, having seen this. That was cute, but these guys are heavy. Where do you want me to put this shit? Winslow says, right this way. I follow, and wherever I put them down, I just want to make a note that I'm not going to be gentle about it. As deserved. Alright, so you throw throw them into two individual cells. I imagine you're also, like, ripping Apocalypse Man's gear off of him and, like, thro- just haphazardly throwing it as you as you walk. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just like making snide comments the whole time. Like, are these actually football pads? What the fuck, man? So I'm assuming I'm surrounded by like union people now, right? With Rickard and no, there's well, there's like Rickard and Lewis and like six like union SWAT guys. Oh god, is janitor safe? Well, the so the issue is that the dome is like that uh, Echo Base is outside of the dome. Ah fuck. Uh... Okay, then I'm going to state to the group at large, have either of you gone out to the where the dome's edge is? Is it corporeal? Can we go through it? Is it just blocking the signal? What's going on? It's blocking everything. We need to figure out a way to... We need to figure out a way to shut it down. And Rickard kind of chimes in, yeah, but we got to figure out a way to, to get in contact with Frank, because last, last we were talking about, with when it came to the hard light generator, you want to change... How did he put it? The polarity... So that thing, some things can get in in certain locations, because we don't want to just turn it off, because then the zombies could get out. Oh, yeah, I guess we don't want the rest of the world to, you know, succumb to a zombie apocalypse. Apparently, when we gave Dr. Matthews Austin's body to cremate, he made a zombie. He's sitting in a box over there, which he weirdly knew my name, so I don't know exactly how zombified he is. It was very disconcerting. Lewis just runs his hand through his hair. This is a nightmare. Ding, 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 we have a winner. That is the correct description. 
at this point, you, he's kind of like walked inside, and I imagine you're all following him. Mm-hmm. And there's like kind of like a makeshift command center set up, and Union is sort of like taking point on this. And he points to a map of the city. We have incidents occurring all around the city. The dome generator appears to be starting at the top of the Molar building, which is the tallest building in the city. It's a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's pointing at the map. He's like, we've got attacks from uh, Crystal Tiger and Vapor Kappa up in the Centennial. We have Emily Han terrorizing the North End. As far as we can tell, we have Serena, Bloodhound, Hughes, and Midnight Hydra all in the area surrounding the Molar building. And we have Brigand downtown here. We should have left him on that boat. My first thought is we take care of Brigand. He is the closest here. We can try to stretch the perimeter to protect more people from from the zombies and keep that at bay. Yeah, I haven't kicked his ass yet. Sounds like fun. Yeah, especially if he's by himself. All the other ones have a partner. Oh, well, except Emily. And they didn't carry out this plan until they had him in there, too. True. Our plan is wherever you aren't tackling, we're going to try and send some of our team to handle the others. That sounds good. Do you guys agree with going after Brigand first? Go for Brigand, and then I think we should probably go for the uh, Muller building. Yeah, I said, yeah, that's number two. Because especially then, if once we're there, we can get Ulrich to join us. Yeah. Lewis looks out and he says, all right, Rickard, you take half the team, go to the Centennial, try to figure out what's going on with Crystal Tiger and Vapor Kappa. I'm going to lead some folks to try to recapture Han. I don't know how successful we'll be with her abilities. How did we even, how did we even, like, capture her last time? I don't recall, because that was not a part of that. That was when I was off on my solo mission. Lewis looks over to Shepard. Have you had any luck establishing communications with Union? And Shepard says, I'm still working on it. And she's, like, kind of messing with some wiring. Try it now. And he flicks a switch, and you hear... This is Echo Base. Come in. Echo Base. Come in. Fuck. Hey, what up? <laughs> in this tense situation, Ruby's like, sup, dog? <gasps> we got him. And you hear Frank come on the line. Ruby? Yadak? Laserhawk? Yeah. Uh, yeah, is everybody okay? We're fine. We're cut off. What, what's, go- what's going on downtown? You ever watch Shaun of the Dead? Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that, but less funny British people. Oh, and more and more friends from the past that are supposed to be dead. Zombies, man. Zombies. Yeah, Austin wanted to have dinner with us. Jesus Christ. We Lewis, are you there? And, and Lewis goes, yes. And he goes, all right, I'm I'm going to give you some information to write down. It's about how if they're using the type of technology we think they are, we'll be able to reverse the, the polarity and we might be able to open up a little bit of a spot, maybe just ab- maybe just above the Centennial to get some folks in. All right, Lewis, uh, he, start- he keeps talking with Lewis. Lewis is writing some stuff down. And he hands it to you, Yardak. Okay. You said that after Brigand, you're going to go for the Molar building, correct? Yeah, we're uh, over at Kazarian. We want him with us. We need all the help we can get if we have a zombie fucking apocalypse on our hands. A lot of you have the best chance of taking them out. When you get up there, you're going to need to change that polarity. We'll try to finish up what we can and meet you there, but if not, it's up to you. Okay, so the thing to change the polarity is in the Muller building? Correct. Well, no, he's handing you, like, information on how to do it, but the generator is at the top of the Muller building, based on what Frank believes. I'm imagining, you know what, I see a, a bat, like a cup, like a coffee maker in the police station. I grab a cup and hand it to Laserhawk. 
Well, thank you. That's literally what I was going to do before I left. All right, so you take a big old gulp of coffee, and are you going back to the van then? I'm going back to the van. Is Laserhawk? Yeah, be the quickest way to get there. Unless he wants to hop, hop, hop. Yeah, I was about to say, I have a quicker way. Yeah, back into the van. Wee, wee. Oh, okay. So the if you look at the map where it says downtown, that's where the precinct is. The Molar building is like where the D in downtown is. Meanwhile, Brigand is at the spot like right above where it says downtown for like near the mayor's office. Okay. Sounds like Laserhawk's just taking off into the sky. Oh yeah, I I'm intending on getting there before everyone else. Okay. Yeah, basically it's it's a building next to the mayor's office, and you can see is like the window out front is broken, and there's also like some people that are just like running. There's no zombies in the area though. Cool. You said there's civilians nearby? Yes. Okay, I know how I'm delivering this line. <clears throat> Brigand! The time for justice has come at the hands of Laserhawk! Brigand can't come to the phone right now. Please leave a message and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Hey, Brigand, it's Laserhawk here. The whole time I'm going in the building. I'm gonna need for you to get back in your jail cell immediately, and also, you forgot to grab the milk. Friend, I would rather be anywhere than here right now, but we all have things to do. Well, if you're looking to get out of here, I've got a nice place we can go to. I hear it has HBO. So you round the corner at this point, and I imagine that Ruby and Yardak are not too far behind as, as you're starting to finally get into the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You basically see Brigand has torn open with like he has his little laser cutter finger. He has torn open the floor to get to the water supply. Did he now? <laughs> he seems to have some kind of machine hooked up and connected to the water supply. Okay. Hey bud. What you got there? Smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> So Brigand has like his hand on the controls and he's like typing stuff and he just points the laser finger at you, like the cutting finger, mm-hmm. and he goes, please, don't, don't stop me. Don't make me do this. Bud, are you really threatening the guy named Laserhawk with a fucking laser? Not my smartest move, I'll be honest. <laughs> Look. I'm going to humor you here. I'm not going to move. At this point, I'm just curious. As Ruby and I round the corner, I spot the machine and blurt out, what the hell is that? I want to nudge you that I can be like, this asshole just tried to threaten me with a laser. What a maroon. And he's kind of twitching back and forth now, kind of pointing the, the finger at all of you. I have to finish this. They told me I have to finish this. Who's they? And what is this? Hughes and her merry band. Well, keep talking, sugar. We're going after them. If you if you help us, we can. It will look good for you. And he's still pressing buttons. He said, "If I activate this, basically been dumping slam packs into the water for for weeks now." Uh, it what? What pray tell the fuck? They selected me because they knew I could use my tools to access the water supply like they needed me to. 
because of my engineering background. Just to clarify, uh, for there have been slam packs being pumped into the water supply, or he is going to be pumping slam packs into the water supply? They've been, he says. <laughs> okay. I feel like now is actually a fantastic time for me to attempt persuasion. I'm going to roll after I say it. Okay. All right, Brigand. Let's think this through for three seconds. You put bullshit in the water. We beat the shit out of you. You spend the rest of your life in jail. Or you hook up with us. We get the guys who helped with Ulrich's PR to help you out. No PR. And you do something redeemable with your life other than become puree at the end of my knuckles. And I got... What were you going to say, Dan? Uh, one, can we do, like, a team thing? Because, like, I have something I could add to it. And can there be, like, a team persuasion? That's what I was going to ask, too. So, sure, sure. Everyone, if everyone wants to roll, it's going to primarily be Laserhawk, but then everyone else can chime in a little bit. What'd you get? I rolled a 16. Okay. And then, all right, and then whatever, everyone else roll, and then tell me what you want to add on. Nine is 13. Also, I realize we don't actually have a PR team. It's a turn of phrase, guys. 26. Damn. What is Yardak saying? So right now you are worth something to them because you have some engineering skills. What happens when suddenly people start popping up with abilities to manipulate these contraptions that you want to build or fire powers or whoever? So then you suddenly become really expendable to these people who, you know, recently had you in captivity. So helping them out doesn't really seem like the best thing to do right now. If you turn to the side of good or the side that's the least like legal, you don't have to keep running. You could just make your money and not have to hide or hide out. Just live your life and go retire on some nice island somewhere. If you just become a productive member of society and work your 9 to 5... <laughs> oh, I'm not even telling him to become a productive member of society. If this goes well, I'm gonna invite him to live with me. Productive shit doesn't happen in my warehouse. He has special skills if he uses them for, like, union. I need a roommate, Ruby. Most of his skills are thievery, and he... And I just want to remind you that the first time you ever encountered him, he says he does it because he likes to be a thief. <laughs> you can steal stuff for government. And then they can protect you. <laughs> it's the United States government. They will pay you to break the law. They will, and you know it. You think I haven't thought of that? I think I haven't thought about trying to find a way to get out of this? But there's no getting out of this. I need to complete this. It's the only way. Brigand, there's always a way out. For the love of fucking God. Let someone help you for the first time in your life. Let me help you. And he starts to slowly put his hand down. And he takes his hand off the controls. Here you go, bud. You don't gotta do this. There's always another way. And he's shaking a bit. They have my family. Oh, shit. At this point, I start visibly shaking because I have a feeling that that was Midnight Hydra who pulled that off. Well, we certainly got you off that ship, so we can definitely get your family to safety. Do you know where? Brigand, you help us out. I will not only get you your family, 
I'll break the fucking legs of anyone who even thought to touch a hair on their heads. Unless there's anything else that we want to talk about, what I want to do is say to Brigand, then we'll make it look like it wasn't your choice. And I want to use my water manipulation to take, like, because it's in that water supply, to take the water supply and reel that shit back up inside the machine and just fuck it up with, like, intense water pressure going back up inside the machine as opposed to putting shit into it. Okay, roll an attack check. (laughs) Is that cool with everybody, or is there still some more heart-to-heart? Fuck it up, Doug. All right. Um, Nat 20. All right, describe to me what this looks like. The machine itself is like a big... You ever seen what an old iron lung looked like? Weirdly, yeah. Big and back and tubular with some legs to go stabilize it on the ground. It's like that with a computer attached to it and then some like uh, tubes that were coming out and going into the water. Turn to bring it and say, look, I know you want to do the right thing and I know that you're really worried that your family's in trouble, so... I'll make the decision for you, and you can tell them that it wasn't your fault. And then I want to put both my arms forward and just uh, more like starting a lawnmower into this machine. You hear like a thump, thump, and then it like starts like crumpling inward. Oh, all right. Damn. And he just looks at you, Ardak, and he goes, you really think whether it was my fault or not matters to them? Which is why we're asking you, do you know where the fam- your family is? Add it to the growing list of shit we got to take care of. They're in the penthouse of the Molar building. Well, lucky you, that's where we're going next. We're swinging by there anyway. Wanna get even? If we could have the element of surprise, we can make it look like we captured you. And I just make a bunch of rope. I'm in this just to get my family out. Everything else is secondary. I figured the element of surprise would be good for this. By fam, uh, like by family, wife, kids. What? Who are we looking for? My ex-wife and my daughter. Oh, you got one of those too. Well, you'd be surprised how my line of work doesn't uh, really correlate very well with a stable family life. <laughs> Bunny, tell me about it. Well, after this, you two can go bowling. And then I'm just gonna go. I suggest dating someone within the line of work. So you suggested trying to tie Brigand up. Make him look like he's captured. Ty, bring it up, and I and I was like, I take some of his stuff away, and I went, if you're still hold, if you're still wearing your shit, it's gonna ma- make it look a lot weirder. The idea that we captured you. Well, it's not gonna be easy for me to to be much help then once things start rumbling. Why don't we throw all of his shit in a bag? When we need brigands, we make the rope disappear, but he's got the bag, so he's got his shit. That works. Makes bag. Doesn't even have to be like a nice duffel bag. It can be like a Kroger's bag. I make a duffel bag because no, I don't want it to break. And uh, before we head out, I'm gonna turn. Oh no, never mind. I thought of something better. I illusion it to make it look like his equipment's gone, but he still has his equipment. Smart. All right. Just a reminder that that's like an, because that's more of an active thing that may count as an action once we go into or or as an extra effort. Okay, but I, I'm. I'm not doing that while we're driving there. I'm just going to do that once we get there. All right, all right. But yeah, to keep that, depending on how long you keep that active, it could become an action. Yeah. All right, since you all were able to, like, successfully persuade someone, talk someone down, everybody gets a hero point. Oh, fuck yeah! Yay! Do you ask him any other questions, or? Yeah, do you go, what do you know, do you know anything about their plan? Their big goal is? Yeah, any information you can give us is going to help us get your kids faster, bud. 
And I'm just thinking this is like, I'm in the van, we're driving. Pringit looks around your van, he says, your line of work doesn't pay you very well. Rude. This isn't my job. It's just something I do because it's the right thing to do. I snort and say it's my job and I live in that warehouse, so you're fucking right. Well, they're looking to cause just chaos. They released the zombies that they were working on. They they wanted to get, they've been putting the slam packs in the water, but it was inert. That that device I had was going to was going to activate it. Oh, thank fuck. Okay. Well, glad we destroyed that, then. So what are they trying to distract us from, or are you not privy to that information? That I don't know. As far as I can tell, their whole their whole thing here was just to show off what they can do. Okay. In a word, chaos. The only thing I know is that they, when I heard them talking to each other, they mentioned something about a change to the formula. Hmm. I have a feeling they're not talking about Gerber. Also, Ruby, make a vehicle check. Would it, would it be an episode of the show if I wasn't struggling to do math? Not at all. Not even close. Uh, unnatural 20. Yeah, so you are starting to get to the part of downtown where there are some Zambinos. Zambinos? What? Zombies. Oh! Oh! I picked up on what you were saying. So yeah, you're kind of like starting to have to dodge around them a bit. They're not like hordes, but there's, you know, some. You know what? If I hit one, whatever. Right. Well, in that case, it's a speed bump, but you need another vehicle check. <laughs> uh, and so what is your plan here in terms of driving? And again, still sirens. Wee-oo, Are the sirens active? Currently, but I'm going to turn them off when you get super close to the building, so... Like, what's your initial plan? I guess we're going to the penthouse first. Although, do we know where in the building the generator is? Didn't they say at the very top? Very top, like on the roof of the building, and the penthouse is like literally right below that. Okay. Top, like, two floors, basically. I'm trying to imagine, does, is the roof, like, is it, like, a thing where you could actually stand on that roof, or is it, like, the Chrysler building? No, no, it's, like, a flat roof. It's got, like, antennas and towers coming out of the top of it, but you can't, there's, like, a lot of standing room there. Okay, well, I know how I'm getting up there. We have to get to the penthouse anyways, then we can get up to the roof from there, I assume, right? I think the real plan is, like, what are your plan? How, what is your plan on getting between from where you are now to the penthouse? Kick the shit out of the bad guys, and then jump. You're gonna jump to the penthouse? Yeah, I have Pulsar Pogo. And as Robert said, it's 1,800 feet. I mean, if I gotta jump on top of a tall building and jump on top of that, I feel like I'll be able to find a way to, like, platformer my way up there. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely enough tall buildings downtown. I was gonna say, I imagine that, that Laser Rock is just jumping through a window. Oh, dude, that's gonna be my favorite part. I guess you jump through a window, I try to take an elevator, I guess? I'm not fucking taking the stairs. And I make it look like Brigand is tied up with ropes, and his stuff is gone. I try not to move too much, I, I have to concentrate on doing this. And uh, before we go in, I actually wanted to have a quick little rally talk with uh, Brigand. I understand you're in it just for your family. That's fine. I want you to know I'm as serious about my offer, though. If you want to get out of this lifestyle and go a little more legit, I'll do everything in my power to help make that happen. And he moves his hands outside of the rope illusion for a moment and shakes Laserhawk's hand. I would like to make a perception check. As we're, I guess, are we entering the building now? Well, you're entering the building. I don't know what, what's, and it sounds like Laserhawk's going to be doing some jumping, but what's Yardak doing? I at least want to take care of whoever's in the lobby real quick before I jump up, because I'm probably taking Brigand with me. Well, no, Brigand has to stay by me because I have the illusion. 
Well, yeah, but I'm assuming that we're going in, tricking the bad guys, beating the shit out of them, but after that, I'm just gonna take them on my shoulders and jump. Yeah, but I think we're trying to trick the people in the penthouse. Oh, okay, well, fuck. Alright, I guess I'll jump up and see what I can see before you guys get there. Okay. But I'm gonna make a perception check, like, in the lobby to see what's up. Alright, in the lobby, it's mostly empty. Kind of a normal setup in terms of, like, an elevator... Uh, towards the back, kind of a couple stone columns. Make that perception check. Ten. All right. I'm having to concentrate real hard on this rope illusion. Yeah, right. Yardak, make a perception check. Eighteen plus eight is twenty-six, so a little bit more perceivy. Yeah, so I think Yardak picks up on this, that there is, like, behind those couple columns you see, there are some people, like, hiding decently well, but, like, you have to catch their shadows. Uh, what are they wearing? Well, they're hidden. They just see shadows. I still was like, hmm, 50-50 shot. They're either hiding from zombies slash bad guys, or they are the bad guys. Oh, what is around me? If it's a lobby, is there, like, a coffee table with, like, a book, or... Um, yeah, yeah, like, there's a, there's a bunch of, like, stuff exactly like that. Like, coffee tables, some chairs, a couple of it's turned over, there's, like, a, a secretary's desk. <laughs> is there a koi pot he could use? Okay, in that case, uh, I'm gonna uh, go to the secretary's desk... Uh, grab a pen and throw the pen over by where I saw the shadows to see what happens. Throw the pen over by the shadows? Yeah, to, like, see, like, if it's, if you hear, like, <gasps> and, like, people, like, to, like, scramble to hide, or if, like, somebody, like, comes out. Oh, okay. No, you throw the pen, and the second afterwards, basically, like, a jet of fire comes out from behind the column and, like, melts where the pen was. Okay. Now I know they're bad guys. <laughs> uh, in that case, I want to... Take my water out of my water skin, and from the opposite side of the column, I want to bash the person that just, uh... There's multiple people. Well, then, just, like, in a general whoomph with my wave around that column, or that wherever the flame came from. Okay. Uh, so you can't see them, though, so it is going to be a negative two, but roll that attack check. Oh, God. Okay, seven plus ten is seventeen, minus two is fifteen. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, you, you swing the water around, but you you miss, and the water... Like, you see it come around the column completely. Oh, so am I by, like, the elevator? Uh, no, I think you all are still kind of at the entrance, because the columns are, like, surrounding the elevator section. Okay. When Yardak throws that water and misses, the guy who was behind the column basically, like, combat rolls. He basically has, like, two hands, like, with fire coming out of him. Oh, okay. So, the antithesis of me... Can this lobby have a koi pond for him to use? That's that's my... You said a coin pond? Koi pond, is what I said. I mean, I'll take a coin pond, too. But what's a koi pond? I really want to know now. Like a pond with koi? Oh, is that like a fish? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fish. Like the big, giant goldfish-looking bitches? Oh, okay. They do have those in really fancy lobbies. There's like a little, like, artificial fountain towards the entrance. All right. There's not like a large amount of water or anything like that. But there's something that is giving water to that fountain. <laughs> so you see this guy, you know that there are two other shadows behind the other columns, but they did not pop out. I guess now, so now I definitely know that guy is there, and I'm going to try to make an anvil, basically, over this dude, or like a giant box. And just to try to, like, smash him in the head. Um, so there's going to be a dodge check. 14, 10 plus your rank. Yes. So yeah, he is able to like dodge out of the way by like moving back, and the anvil just like falls to the ground and smashes into pieces from the heft. Rude. 
<laughs> and it's at that point that the other two guys come out, and they don't seem to be... Like, the one has straight-up fire coming out of his hands. The other ones are not, like, showing anything currently. Mm. And they're all kind of, like, dressed up business outfits, like business suits. Oh. Okay. All, like, even the guy with fire, or the other two? All of them. Oh, okay. Looking snazzy. Just get out of our way. We already captured Brigand. Do you think you're better than him? Try, try to intimidate a little bit, maybe? What was your seven? So 17. Oh, actually. So yeah, the other two that were not making fire, one turns into earth and just like tumbles away. Oh. And the other one, how do I put it? His body stretches like a slinky and he also kind of like, like just runs away basically. Are they trying to make like Avatar? Okay, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Let's start this shit. Um, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, I'm gonna enjoy this, and I just take a sword out. Okay, I guess everybody roll initiative. Yeah. 16. I'm rolling well on initiative today. 24, for the record, for initiative. Since I'm not here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I have to roll? You do not have to roll initiative. In fact, let's before we come back to the combat, let's figure out what uh, Laserhawk's doing. Well, I jump up and get in. I assume, right? Well, I don't know. You said originally like you were gonna try and I thought you said you were gonna like try and jump on a building and like do some surveillance first. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Okay, so you're jumping into the Molar Building, or you're jumping into like a building nearby to look inside. I, you know what? I should probably jump on top of a building nearby and take a little peek, see in before I try to uh, barge into the Molar Building. Alright, so yeah, you can easily, of course, get to the top of a building uh, that's kind of like, you know, almost parallel, but not quite as tall. Roll perception check. That is a unnatural 20, bud. So you see Midnight Hydra just kind of hanging out in the penthouse. Seems to be like drinking a little, drinking a little scotch or something. He's on the couch, he's got his feet kicked up. Asshole. You can see a woman and a young girl and also some others that are also just, like, tied up in another room. Oh. How many do we see? Yeah. You see four. Hmm. Oh, okay. So you see, yeah, four total people, including those two tied up, and there does not at the moment seem to be anybody in that room, uh, but you do see some other people, like, hanging out into the penthouse. So keep in mind, the penthouse is, like, the entire floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Do I wait for backup, or do I finally get my one-on-one with this prick? Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday o'clock and 8 o'clock in the morning. It's motherfucking howdy-doody time we're doing this. So are you, like, Pulsar Pogo, like, at him? I mean, I'd at least like to get in the building. So you said that it's, like, Midnight Hydra is not the only guy that isn't tied up, right? Like, there's other mooks in there? Right, there seems to be, like, two other guys that you can see. Oh yeah, I'm busting through that window, super here, landing, and I'm immediately going to roll on intimidation. So yeah, you're able to easily like bridge that gap and make that jump. And what are you doing to intimidate before you give me the number? So I'm gonna superhero landing, look up. Anyone who doesn't want their jaw pounded into a fine paste, leave. Points at Hydra. Except you, dickhead. And that was with a 31. So yeah, these guys look at- these two guys, they look at each other, look back at you, and just peel out. Don't forget to go to the food court, their meatloaf's great. 
Midnight Hydra, with a bit of a flourish, like pulls his feet up from being kicked up on the table onto the ground, both legs on the ground, kind of leans forward, elbows on his knees, takes a big sip of his uh, scotch and puts it down. You always got to make a show, don't you? For flavor text reasons, can we say that that bottle of scotch is near me? Sure. Yeah, it's on the bar. You're near the bar. I pick it up, take a big old swig of it, put it down, and say, Only for you, darling. You didn't have to get in my way in high wind. You didn't have to follow me here. You choose to be this way, Balea. Well, you see, here's the thing. I would have been perfectly fine letting you go about your merry way and getting the fuck out of my city. And then you took the most important thing in the world from me. I told you when you killed him. I'll tell you again. I am not going to stop until you are sitting in a jail cell and I am covered in your blood. Oh. Oh, shit. That's, uh, that was a lot. He puts the glass down. You'd have been perfectly fine to watch this from Highwind, huh? Some hero you are. And he uh, kind of just stands up and cracks his neck. Hydra, there's anyone on the planet who should know this? It's you. I'm not a hero. I'm not even a good guy. I'm just someone who's sick of this bullshit. And I'm sick of your bullshit most of all. And now we're going to go back downstairs. Let me see whose turn is it. It is Ruby's turn then. And you're all basically across the lobby from each other. This guy's just standing there, like, two hands full of fire, staring you down in this business suit. That is a cool mental image. So I'm pretty far away from him, is what you're telling me. Enough that you could definitely do a double movement with your turn to get to him, but you w- would have to do extra effort to attack. Okay. And another question, did, it, did we hear anything of, like, him crashing into the fucking building? No, it's way too high up. Maybe if you saw, maybe if you want to run a, per- a perception check, you might notice that there's some glass that fell to the ground. But even then, he smashed inward, so like not too much glass came from above. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll make a perception check just to see. Sure. 14, so probably not. You get a feeling in the pit of your stomach that something really cool just happened. Yeah, that's about all you know right now. So yeah, what are you doing with your turn? I am going to move my normal movement speed up to him. Mm-hmm. I, so I had an idea. So my idea was I was going to try to make something around his hands to try and, like, suffocate the fire. Okay. Oh, okay. That's definitely going to... That's a roll to trap for sure. And then that one I decide whether I should try to suffocate the, the fire out of him or try, try to throw daggers. I mean, the suffocate the fire thing is cool. It's definitely more precise, so that would also be, I think, an example of a power stunt. Yeah. Power stunt. Is, would there be a way cause I, for me to do, like, both hands in one thing? Yeah, yeah, I'll let you count both hands at once. That's that's what I was saying is going to be a power stunt. Okay, cool. So I guess it's going to have to be, like, the block. But I, I'm imagining them more uh, cylindrical. Oh, yeah, I was imagining, like, spheres. Yeah, spheres. Um, okay, so that's your create as plus 10 is 14. Mm-hmm. I know you're successful. Yes! I had to do the math real quick. I thought you were gonna not going to make it, but yep. Suddenly, these two spheres just form around his hands, and, like, he just looks at them, and he kind of, like, shakes them. He can't shake them off, because they're, like, around his wrists, like, cuffs. The fuck did you do to me? You're not supposed to play with fire. Are you going to use your hero point, then, to negate the fatigue of extra effort? Yes. Okay. And if that's the case, then, if you're not doing anything else, it is Yardak's turn. Alrighty. Now that he has his hands full, I want to 
kind of do the same motion that I did with the machine with Brigand is uh, with that fountain that is in the lobby. I want to summon as much water as I can from whatever is feeding this thing its water and fucking fling this thing over towards him and hopefully taking the fountain with it. No, I don't think you're quite that strong. Damn. Well, unless you want to do a unless you want to do a power stunt to hit this guy with a fountain with a whole ass fountain. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if he dodges it. Oh, I don't need to roll. No, no, because this is an area attack. He just has to see if he can dodge it. Okay, I'll take it. So, what is the DC on your on your water attacks normally? Twenty five. I'm going to do a plus two modifier here because you know you're hitting him with a whole ass fountain on top of the water attack. So you are successful. How do you want to do this? So as soon as Ruby encases Fireboy's hands with stone, I notice my opportunity and I pull as hard as I can the water that's feeding this fountain that's in the lobby. And you can kind of hear the rumbling, gurgling as it gets pulled through the pipes. And Fireboy notices the sound and he kind of cocks his head because he thinks he understands. So he understands what my powers are. So he kind of gets this oh fuck moment. And then instead of just water getting thrown at him, it's water plus a heavy-ass fountain flying towards his stupid fire-using face. And this fountain just, like, smashes into him. Him and the fountain hit the wall next to the elevator. And he just goes down in a heap. Basically, like, his whole body falls over the parts of the fountain, like, leaning on it now. I want to stroll up to him all nonchalant-like and kind of look down at him. And even... Unconscious or not, just want to say it would have been easier if you made like your friends and split. Yeah, I was just gonna turn to Brigand. I was like, see, this is why you want to be on our side. Wow, I love that. Laserhawk, what is going on upstairs? Well, I believe it's ass kicking season at the OK Corral. What do you do? Are you gonna make me roll initiative first, or can I get a cheap shot in? Yeah, I guess it's just a question of like, what are you doing will determine if we uh, roll initiative first or not. I'm not right in front of him, so I figure I'm going to kick off with a solar shotgun. I'll let you get that first roll in. Because he just put down his glass and stood up, cracked his neck. 29. All right, and then what is the DC on the solar shotgun? Uh, that's going to be 24, buddy. So that blast, like, takes him, slams him in the chest, and he backflips over the couch. And he lands on his feet, definitely, like, taken aback. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to take one last swig of the brandy or scotch or gasoline. I don't really care what it is. You son of a bitch. And roll initiative. All right. 29. 16 plus 13. So you get to go first. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to lunge forward Dragon Ball Z style and sock him once in the schnoz with my fist of teaserality. Uh, 25. With a DC of also 25. So yeah, basically you vault over this couch. You just crack him right along the face. Lasers and electricity just singeing. Do you do anything else? Nah, it's his turn. The time for talking's over. And what is your parry plus 10? That is gonna be a 16, buddy boy. Alright, so he reaches forward and grabs you by the throat. He begins to swirl neon out of his hands and basically, like, covers your head in a sphere of neon. Uh Uh-oh. No, thanks. Okay. You're going to want to make a fortitude check. 
Alright. Oh, thank God. That is going to be a 27. Even though he is kind of trying to, like, force this, this gas down your throat, you're kind of just closed your mouth really quickly and you're, like, holding, your, holding it off. And so I think that's where we're going to leave you for the moment. Oh, great. And go check on Yardak and Ruby. What are you doing? Uh, stepping into the elevator, I believe. And so you still got Brigand sort of looking like he's captured? Mm-hmm. And are you heading to the penthouse or to the roof? Well, what do you think? Because, I mean, like, we could just say that, like, Laserhawk is taking care of the penthouse and we can go straight to the roof. Or do we want to go to the penthouse to group up and then go to the roof? Not to metagame, but if you are going to go to the roof, if you could at least drop Brigand off to play, that'd be great. We should probably go check on Brigand's family anyways. Okay. I plan on starting this encounter alone. I already know that if it's just me and Midnight Hydra, my ass is grass and he's gonna smoke it. Oh. Okay. Look, I mean, you've defeated the Midnight Gang on your own in Highwind before, so, like... Yeah, but I was a lot less emotionally volatile then. That's true. So, alright, so y'all are heading to the penthouse? Yeah. So are, we, are we able just to get on the elevator and go there? Yeah, yeah, you're able to get on the elevator, no problem. Miles Davis is playing. Ding! And the doors open, and you just see across on the other side of the penthouse, Midnight Hydra just swirling this neon around Laserhawk's head. Okay, I'm gonna say, Brigand still looks like he's tied up. Yes. I whisper to Brigand, we need to find your family, and then I just push him forward. Hey, Hydra, we got a present for you to unwrap. Oh, I use my hero point, I can't so I can't do a reaction, right? Correct. Well. Are we out of initiative right now? Uh, I mean, yeah, for the moment we're out of, well, you're out of initiative. It's kind of uh, hazy right now. What are you planning on doing will determine if you enter initiative. I was got to help a buddy out and just make an anvil over Hydra's head, see if I can surprise him. Well, considering you called out his name, I don't think he's particularly surprised, but you can try to do that that action. Well, I was at least trying to get him away from, like, whatever the gas going on with, uh... Basically, the anvil falls and hits him, basically slides off of him on, like, a sheen of neon. Does it at least, like, get him to stop messing with my my bro over here? Nope, he is, he is still doing it, but he's also now looking at you. Ugh. That's not menacing. What are y'all doing? Uh, fucking suffocating. The fuck? Well, I meant most, I guess I mostly meant just Yardak. I know, obviously he's being an ass. But I imagine Brigand's trying to, like, kind of sneak away. Yeah, I mean, he could do whatever the fuck he needs to do at this point. Well, I want Laserhawk back in the game, so I want to pop a force field around him. Well, from expanding from him. Because we said that's how it works, right? It kind of... Well, remember, it has to. it's going to extend from you. It's going to... Or from... Like, remember, it extends from where the water is coming from, so you'd have to, like, send the water over to him and form the force field. It's okay, I'll pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> is that bar maybe a wet bar? Well, I mean, really, it's just so uh, the shit can stop trying to suffocate him, and then he gets back in the game, and then I can drop the shield and do whatever. Right, that's what I'm saying. You can't do, like, other things with it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, in that case, then, since I'm, I just want to do the shield, I'll do that then. I'm going to have this be as an attack, though, because you're basically just trying to, like, almost create, like, a cutting motion. To Yeah, because I still got to send my water and everything, yeah. You have to, like, push his hand out of the way is kind of what's going on here, too. Oh, okay. Because remember, the hand's around his throat. Ooh, 17 plus 10, 27. Let's see here. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So like you send that that volley of water and it like just pushes his hand out of the way. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like loses that concentration and that connection. And he like holds his hand from where the water cut him. And so now like Laserhawk is free again. <coughs> For a hot second, I was legitimately concerned. At this point, Brigan has snuck off and he's found the room. He's kind of trying to break into the room where his family was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's have uh, Ruby and Yardak roll initiative now, too, to join into the fray. Brigan's not part of it at the moment. Do not have a good initiative right now. 18. 7. It's two more than I had last fight, so I'll take it. So if that's the case, then um, I'm going to say we're at the top of the round again, and it's Laserhawk's turn. Well, that sucked. I'm going to punch him in the head. Go for it. Um, doing taser fist, so... That's gonna be a 24 to bop him in the bean with a DC of 25. Boop, bop. You hit him pretty hard, and boom, boom. Like, you just kind of get him like a 1-2, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Punch him in the gut, get him to double over, make it easier to just wallop him in the side of the head. He's looking not super thrilled about his prospects at the moment. Oh, man, his 401k must be doing bad. I feel for him. Also, the fact that I'm gonna kick his fucking ass. <laughs> and then it is Yardak's turn. I want to yoink my water back to me, and while it is on its way back, make it take a quick little U-turn and smash Midnight Hydra in the face. Okay, uh, roll a water attack. It's gonna be an 8 plus 10, 18. He is actually still nimble, though, so he's able actually to dodge out of the way of that. I guess. Uh, what is your parry plus 10 one more time, Brandon? Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's 16. So, we're gonna do a contested strength check, because he is trying to grab you again. Uh, um, 18. Yeah, he grabs you again. And he basically, like, envelops the two of you in neon for a moment. And the neon basically just takes off and smashes into the window and goes up upstairs. Like, with him? Like, just basically the, way, the same way that he has, like, escaped with other people in the past. Mm-hmm. He just basically enveloped Laserhawk and took them up up into the air. In character. Ah, God, Tango, if you wanted to have a fight on the roof, I could have just jumped up here, you know? And then he drops you on the ground, and we can kind of say we're out of initiative for the moment then. Okay, so are they on the roof? They're on the roof now. Okay. Are you going to make me roll to land properly, or can we assume that my cat-like reflexes took over? No, I'm going to assume, like, because he had a good hold on you, he dumped you on the ground. Oh, motherfucker. As he's flying by, he dumped you on the roof and, like, and then uh, went a little further and then turned back into into a person. <clears throat> yeah, my way would have sucked less. And I go, yo, Brigid, you good? Uh, yeah, basically, he's, like, you, you see him coming out, he's got, they, he's kind of, like, untying them. And he's also, like, untying uh, some of the other people. Good, get the fuck out of here. I think we've got some business up on the roof, but... I assume you should be protecting your family. I told you, I was here for them. I gotta get them out of here. Nice to meet you. Glad you're safe now. <laughs> to his family. Who looks shell-shocked and bewildered. I don't think I can make food. I make a little doll. How old is his daughter before I do this? Uh, his daughter looks like she's like 10. Okay, I make a little stuffed dog that looks a lot like Bodega. And I hand it to the daughter. <laughs> the daughter is a little shell-shocked, but she also sees like, you know, oh, doggy, and smiles and, and <laughs> takes the dog. I clap Brig on the back and I go get, get her to safety. And I just wonder, how does Brigan react to me giving a stu- making a stuffed animal for his daughter? He just kind of shakes his head in bewilderment and he just says, thank you. 
I'll stop being an evil prick. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they take off back to the elevator then. That's fair. Wait, okay. So is there like just a hole going to the roof now? No, no, no. Remember, he went out the window. Oh, he went out the window. And I was like, I, how do you, how do we get to the roof? <laughs> do we have to keep elevator? Elevator. Okay. And I go, I guess we're going back in there. And I go, back in the elevator. Yeah, there's multiple elevators, so you can grab a different one. Okay. I love how the two people, like the two NPCs I've gotten along with the best are villains. Fucking <laughs> Ulrich used to be a villain, and now I'm getting along really well with Brigand. In fairness, Ulrich just couldn't control his shift. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I'm just saying, you know, humorous observation is humorous. As you're heading up there, Laserhawk, you're kind of like getting your bearings again. Okay. You look around and you see, in a very well-cut pantsuit, is Adrian Hughes. Uh, you were in the basement earlier, weren't you? Ah, yes, Laserhawk, correct? And up there is Adrian, Midnight Hydra, Ulrich, and Serena. Oh, so we got the whole Scooby-Doo crew up here. So you see Serena, her arms in her robes, and she's got uh, a gleam in her eyes causing Ulrich to, you know, have like a white sheen over his own. Also on top of this roof is a person that you don't recognize. I point to them and be like, so the fuck are you? Hi, I'm Tristan Wagner. Oh, fuck him. Why? <laughs> uh... Roll an intellect check. Okay. He's like a known figure. Yeah, I, I would assume we've talked about him because of Adrian. I rolled a 10. Okay, I'm gonna say, yeah, that's enough, though, that you've heard of him. He's like a business guy, and also, yeah, probably Yardak and Ruby have mentioned him. Oh, neat. So what are you doing, investing in assholes? And he's also wearing a very nice nice suit. Adrian looks at Wagner and says, uh, says about Laserhawk, pay him no mind. Why are you here? Well, you see, this is my... Well, the culmination of many of my plans, although Adrian here has had some amazing ideas. This is how it all comes together now. Alright, look, we're clearly getting to the part where you're all gonna fucking kill me. Just do your monologue already. I guess Ruby and Yardak are almost up there at this point. Yeah, but say I guess, fucking guess. Yeah, I think I think that's the point where the elevator dings and lets you all out onto the roof. Are we, like, hidden, or are we just, like, out with everyone now? Nope, you're all very seen. Like, every, all this is in the center of the roof. Yeah. Because the, uh, the generator that's emitting the bright yellow pulse is right in the very center. Oh, fun. Uh, family reunion. Yeah, I was about to say, like, even if, like, you guys weren't giving away, I was about to totally point to the elevator and be like, there, everyone's here. What the fuck's going on? The moment I lay eyes on Tristan, I just want to say, of course this asshole is involved. You know this, dickweed! Unfortunately. And that's when Adrian claps her hands together and says... Ah, yes, everyone is here now. I hope you have a PowerPoint. Trust me, this will be a short presentation. Oh, thank God, I got shit to do tonight. Okay, I, can I make a perception check to see if I can see where the generator is? Oh, you don't even need to make a perception It's literally in the center of the roof. Oh, okay. And it's emitting a giant yellow pulse into the sky. Is anyone trying to do anything currently? Uh, yeah, listen to the monologue. Ruby's trying to figure out how to get Ulrich back on their side. Okay. Because if you hurt Ulrich... We riot. I have a plan. I'm gonna punch this spell lady until she cuts it the fuck out. I feel like it'll be a little tough getting close enough to her. Yeah. 
Alright then, I still have a Megasonic missile charged up in my back pocket, and it's looking to play. So, alright, is anybody making any moves? What if I illusion it to make it look like the generator stopped working? That's a big fucking illusion. I, I feel like to get that to fully work, you'd also have to illusion away the dome that the generator's creating. Or you'd have to like create an illusion that specifically is like a, basically a dome a dome illusion around the roof. Can I make an illusion that like the generator's starting to make like weird sounds like it's breaking down or something like that? You go to try it like and do that, and it starts making like weird sounds, and Adrian looks over at the generator and kind of like tilts her head. Looks back to Serena, and Serena just, like, shakes her head. Adrian thrusts her arm forward and closes her hand, and suddenly the three of you are just, like, stopped in your tracks, and the sound also stops. Okay, rude. I wasn't even moving. (laughs) (laughs) And Adrian just goes, something told me the three of you would be the ones to come up here and try and stop us today. You act like you're psychic when you literally put a dome around the city. Who the fuck else is gonna come? Well, that's exactly why we put the dome on here, Miss Lawson. Fuck off. Also, wait, did she know my name? She's a telepath. Oh. I wanted to make sure that no one would interrupt my demonstrations. That being said, things have not exactly gone to plan uh, the last few months. Maybe because your plan is stupid. First, your union associate made a grave miscalculation. He said that the Jewel of Bolivar would be coming soon, and yet it was months after my capture until it arrived back in Riverside. Well, Sloan was Sloan was fucking crazy. Maybe he's not exactly who you should have been trusting, asshole. But it was okay. New things happened in the meantime. Our good friend Mr. Wagner here developed the... Slam packs into a more viable product. Turns to him. Oh, so that was you who did that. I'm punching you in the jaw. (laughs) But, and in my captivity, I made new friends, and she gestures over to Serena. Your friends suck. Oh, I assure you, my friends are a fantastic bunch. If you were actually able to make friends, you wouldn't have to mind control Ulrich. And Tristan kind of, like, goes over to Adrian. Now, Adrian, we don't want to be too hasty. We do want to make sure the product is properly demonstrated. She puts her hand, her other hand on Tristan's shoulder and says, Tristan, shut the fuck up. Oh. And she squeezes his shoulder and he begins to cry out. Okay, while she's concentrating on that, can that maybe, can I try and, like, break out of her grasp? No, but I will give you all a hero point. Okay. Okay. I got two of them bitches stacked up now. Uh, he is screaming out in pain, and she is basically, like, crushing his head. Oh my god. Like, not visually seeable, but he's, like, bleeding from the nose, and he's, like, grabbing his head uh, until he falls on the ground and goes limp. And she just wipes her hand off a little bit on her shoulder. You don't seem like a very good friend. You see, Tristan thought too small. He just thought that we could turn the slam packs into a product, something we could go and sell to militaries or sell on the streets to gangs. And Wait, hang on. I think I can complete the puzzle. So you want to put the slam packs in the water, kicking off the next phase of human evolution, is that it? And, and she smiles and looks at you. You're a very perceptive person, Mr. Laserhawk. 
Not my first rodeo. You know, I feel like we'd really get along if we were on different sides of this fence. That all being said, I involved your friend Midnight Hydra here, as he also is interested in kicking off this next phase of evolution. Birds of a feather fuck together. Oh. And Serena here has been most gracious to join in our crusade. Oh yeah, mechanical. Good to see you out of the castle. And Serena just goes, I don't like this one. And at this point, Adrian waves her hand and sends you all back flying prone onto the ground, but you're released from her grasp. Okay. As I get myself off the ground, I was literally the one person who just wanted to listen. Okay, I'm gonna whisper to these two, close your eyes. Deal. I guess I close my eyes. And I... Am, how close am I to everyone now, of all of them? You're all probably a good 30 feet from each other. You're a pretty good distance. I want to try and do the power stunt uh, razzle-dazzle, like, as big as I possibly can at all of them. Okay, so you want to, like, up your limit, basically. Yeah. You're going to want to get a little closer for something like that, but you could definitely power stunt to make it a more powerful razzle-dazzle. I'm going to try to be a little deceptive, but deception is an action, right, if I remember correctly? Correct. So this is for flavor text, then. Guys, guys, we can all be reasonable here. There's no reason we have to hurt so many people. And I go up to, like, just walk up to them calmly. And then when I get close enough, razzle-dazzle. Fifteen. Big. I think this is, like, the biggest razzle-dazzle I've ever done in my life. And I'm not even trying to, like, pin it anywhere. It's just all just going across, like, the building. Kind of into the, the sky if there are people... So it goes off, and Hughes and Midnight Hydra grab at their eyes. Ulrich does not seem to be affected. Serena throws her arms up, and even when you stop, she is holding the light in place. What? What the fuck is Serena? (laughs) And she kind of brings her hands together and stops it herself. Did I blind any of them, though? Oh yeah, you got Adrian and Midnight Hydra pretty good. I was hoping that the blinding would, like get into Ulrich's eyes, and he would snap out of it. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to. Actually, I have a question for you. And she goes, yes. Why do the fake Teletubbies feel fear? I don't understand. Oh, I chose to do that. Why? I have a thing I want to do. Sure. Okay. Remember remember what your mission is up here, though. I know. I'm sorry to distract them. Well, that's where I come in. How many hero points am I allowed to use at once? I don't know if there's a rule on that. I'll check real quick, but I don't think there's a limit, technically. Well, I have two, and if I could use two hero points, that would be real fucking nifty. Spending hero points is a reaction, taking no time. You can spend as many hero points as you have. I want to hit the fuck out of all of them, and I want to recover from it. Like, what are you doing? Like, a multi-attack, or...? Well, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, multi-attack. Uh, I'm saying, like, I usually get a negative for each person I try to hit, right? Oh, you can't use a hero point to undo that. Um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna hang on to the extra hero point and only cash out one to recover after the Megasonic. Okay, you're gonna do a Megasonic missile? Yes, sir. It's time. Or, question, uh, if you do that, could you do, since there's two... Megasonic missile, use your thing to do, be able to do it again real quick, and then do it, and then use the point to take away the uh, the. That's no problem because honestly, my plan for the next turn was just gonna do fucking Megasonic missile again. So if I can, okay, do it all in one go, then fuck yeah. 
Um, so you're going to need to use your move action to stand up. All right. Kip up. Yeah, you keep your way up from your back onto your feet and describe to me what it looks like and then roll. Uh, I sort of bring my knees up to my chest, thrust forward, and kick myself up like in them action movies with the Jean-Claude Van Damme. I believe now is the time for the rolling of the missile. Is number one! Are you hitting- are you also trying to hit Ulrich? Yeah, I'm gonna try and hopefully snap him out of it with the Megasonic Missile, but worst case- or, uh, worst case scenario, it's not like the Megasonic Missile's gonna kill him. I'll make it up to him by taking him to, like, Golden Corral. Alright, so you're gonna roll- you're gonna roll four attack checks with a negative four on all of them. D20. Uh, with a negative four? And tell me which- and as you go through, give me the number and who it's targeting. Okay, so this one we're gonna say is Hughes. That is a, uh, 24. Uh, we'll say that this one's Ulrich. That's a 19. Do the math in my head, because I've been hitting the head a lot. Uh, 22, we'll say that spooky bitch. Okay. And the rest right here on Gilligan's Island gets a 24. Alright, so that's Hydra. This blast goes out. It does hit all four of them. <laughs> Get back. Uh, but now you're gonna need to ro- they're gonna need to roll toughness checks, and you're gonna need to roll your toughness check. Or your no, it's not a toughness check, it's a uh fortitude check. Uh yeah, I rolled a nineteen with a DC of twenty-five on Megasonic Missile. You are gonna take a negative one toughness check. That's no problem. Ulrich takes the the brunt of a blast, but is okay. Serena is, like, knocked back by it, throws her cape out to, like, steady herself from completely falling over, and Hughes and Midnight Hydra are both just blasted back onto the ground. Alright, so, you blasted. Also, and now I feel real worried with my low initiative roll, now that the whole gang's here. And then was I still popping off doing these some bitches at once, or we wait until the next turn for it? Um, so yeah, roll it again. Okay, uh, well, that's a 19 on the first one. Alright, that was a 19 on the first one, a 15 on the second. Then we got an 18. Oh, thank God, and a 25. Alright, well, Hydra is definitely a hit again. Good, good. As is Ulrich and Serena. I gotta do myself, too, I'm sorry. That would be a 27 on myself. Oh, wait, don't forget about your negative one. Yeah, no, you're right, then it's gonna be a 26. Okay, so you only had the one, so then you actually are okay this time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, DC's still 25, obviously. Basically, these uh, blasts also, they also hit all four again, but Serena is the only one who seems unfazed by the second time. I shouldn't be surprised. Are you doing anything else then, Laserhawk? You're just gonna use that point to recover from the fatigue? I'm going to use the point to recover and drain the juice box I'm going to have when I get home. Alright, well, it is Midnight Hydra's turn. Midnight Hydra seems to shake off his disorientation from the razzle-dazzle, but he's still a little thrown off. Midnight Hydra just shoots a blast of neon at you, Laserhawk. What is your uh, dodge plus 10? Dodge plus 10? That's going to be a 16, buddy. So he actually misses with that a shot. 
But he goes to make another one. And this time he does hit. Shit. Okay. Uh, so you're going to want to roll a toughness check. With negative one, that is... 26. Yeah, I think that's all that Midnight Hydra gets to do. You're also going to get another hero point then, in this case. Sick. Uh, and now it is Serena's turn. Ah, shit. Well, actually, I'm going to actually change my mind. Uh, before Serena goes gets an opportunity to attack, you get a call suddenly, Yardak. Yardak, it's Lewis. We were successful. Have you had a chance to change the polarity? Not quite, Lewis. Right now, we're facing Midnight Hydra, Serena, and Adrian at the same time at the generator. Just for flavor text, can we say at this point, like, a giant noise, like, whatever noise Midnight Hydra's neon mix happens here, the dramatic effect? Yeah. We've got allies waiting. We need we need you to op- open that polarity. I don't, I don't know what else to fucking tell the dude. We're fighting them actively. Not everyone. Emily's not here. Yeah. Yes. And at this point, Serena waves her hands in two large circles forming two, like, basically diamonds out of light and throws them at Ruby and Yardak. God damn it. Leave me alone, weird witch lady. <laughs> and what are your dodge plus tens? Uh, well, question. Is this considered an area attack? No. Oh, damn. In that case, my dodge plus ten is... Uh, 20. 21. All right, you are... Wait, your dodge plus ten is 20 and 21? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter, actually. You got hit either way. <laughs> Okay. Excuse me? You're both going to want to make fortitude checks. 25. 25. So you are both blasted back, and for a, just a brief moment, the way you would describe it to yourself is you would feel like your your skin literally crawled. It knew. Don't like that one. Uh, but then the hold broke on you, and, and Serena looks at you both and is like a little perplexed by that. They've got the power of God and anime on their side. And so now it is Hugh's turn, who, let's see... Gonna try and shake off that razzle dazzle. Unsuccessfully, though, she is like basically like shaking her head and looking at the ground and like tapping on the side of her ear. At least I fucked up Adrian. And she kind of like makes her way over to the generator, like kind of feels her way over to it. No, no, kick her. And now it is Ulrich's turn. Okay, oh, did sorry, I ever get the information about how to do the generator, or does only Yardak have that? I think only Yardak has it, but he has it like on his person. Did I read it? Yeah, he basically, it's just basically like a set of like a. Uh, computer like basically a, a set of like control like buttons to press on the on the device i'm gonna say because i'm assuming that Ligardek and i are somewhat close I say, can i hand her the paper i mean you can absolutely hand her the paper okay okay uh but first Ulrich is gonna go and Ulrich is gonna lunge across like leaping lunge across the the roof and tackle into laser hawk oh big puppy and what is your parry plus 10 parry plus 10 that's a 16 you know, the amount of friends who have attacked us today, not great. Yeah, he hits. And so you're going to want to do a, uh, a toughness check of your own. My negative one's the toughness, right? Okay, I just wanted to double check before I rolled. You know what? That's fine. I'll live with that. 27. While you are once again knocked prone, you are not taking any hard damage then. All right, it is Yardak's turn now. And Yardak, you're maybe like 20 feet away from the generator at this point. I'm trying to think, like, would it, would it even be any kind of beneficial to attempt to even touch the generator while Serena's still active because she could just be like, mm, no. So I feel like I have to get rid of Serena first. <laughs> I'm going to say that when he handed me the piece of paper, I actually like took a picture of it on my phone and gave it back to him. So we both have the instructions. As I say, the bigger thing here is you have allies that are waiting to assist you. Oh, actually, 
can I use my hero point to make a distraction for Serena for her to be like, what the fuck? And like something that draws her attention. And then I can really quick go bleep, 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 and get with the generator. I'm just confused on why you think Serena is the main. Well, Adrian's currently blind. So I'm not worried about her at this point in time. But so as long Serena as. Serena is terrifying. What do you mean? Like... Yeah, you've made her the baddest bitch on the fucking block. Yeah, I'm a little dicey around her. You can do extra effort to create like a. A, a bonus or a different kind of power ability, but like, or power stunt. Hero point just allows you to recover from that. Hero point doesn't allow you to like make something. I feel like you've misunderstood what a hero point is, even though I repeatedly tell you what they do. You know, I keep doing that too. I've also never used it, like, well, attempted to like create a distraction, like outside of myself being the distraction. Once again, hero point is edit a scene, additional uh, advantages. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, like, edit a scene. Role. Like, is that considered. Um, yeah, but that like, wouldn't. That's not making a distraction. Like you sound like you want to do something to distract. Like editing a scene no. is like when we add a fire alarm to a place that did not previously establish that a fire alarm. Oh, okay. You know, I myself didn't want to make the distraction. I wanted like to some, be like she you wanted some boom off to the side and like. Yeah, but that means like. Well, actually, you know, it's a good point. It, do you want to edit the scene so that something explodes? Yeah, actually. <laughs> edit the scene. Bring in the giant Sebastian the crab. It is very vague as to what edit a scene is. If you want to use your hero point, I guess, to create, like... So what is exploding, though? Y'all get any suggestions? You could try to make a distraction to get her to not focus on me and me make a, a break for it. Yeah, true. I mean, in that case, I wouldn't even need to make a distraction. I can just, like, fucking attack her. I was about to say, in this case, the perfect distraction is to punch her in the face. <laughs> then, ooh, I want to do my ice slide and uh, run slide and try to full body tackle her get her at least knock prone or something penguin slide into her and take her feet out okay i have a question how how far away from she is from the edge of the building i was going to ask that but robert tells me i'm a murder hobo so i didn't to be fair serena i'm pretty sure could fly like let's be honest (laughs) yeah if we kick her off the building she'll be fine yeah in fact the only person here who i think is in danger if you kick them off the building is Ulrich. we wouldn't do that Uh, yeah and he's our friend yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's the only person here who I think would actually be in mortal danger if you kick them off the building. Well, that's fine. He's the one person here who I don't want to kick off a building. What? Obviously, other than my friends, you Okay, find. there we go. <laughs> Alright, what are you doing? Uh, the ice slide into Serena to either knock her prone or off the building or whatever happens, happens. And I want to do it real fucking hard and use a hero point. So to- wait, you're also going to, like, try and tackle? Like, you're going to tackle her and go off the building? No, I'm going to, like hit her so you're just slamming into her okay yeah i'm using the ice i'm going to use a hero point for this to make it really fucking hard to slide as hard and as fast as i possibly can roll an attack check (laughs) okay come on power the dice or the cards or whatever yugi says plus two you'll get a plus two circumstance bonus for using the ice okay that's a 15 plus 10 25 plus 2 27 all right, you definitely make contact. Uh, you're also going to have to roll a toughness check of your own, remember? Okay. Because it hurts you, too. 19. With, and there's no additional modifier to my toughness check. That's just a straight check. Correct. Um, but it's, ag- but it's against, the, it's against a, the DC of your unarmed attack. It's 21. All right, so you, you're going to take a negative one penalty then on your own. Okay. And then as for Serena, yeah, uh, you slam right into her sliding along the ice and just full on shoulder check her and she staggers back and like almost goes over the edge. Mm-hmm. She, there's no space behind her. Like the, her, the back of her ankles 
are on the ledge, but she does not go like falling off. Mm-hmm. But she is definitely focused on you now, Yardak, and I think uh, she no longer likes you either. Girls club that Ruby does not want to be part of. <laughs> <laughs> do you do anything else with your turn other than using, I guess, your uh, hero point to negate your fatigue? Uh, no, I've got to hand it off to Ruby. All right, so Ruby's turn. Ruby, what are you doing? If I, so I want to like, uh, I'm like enough that I can just use my move, my normal movement to get to the generator, right? Yes, yes. Okay, can I do, does it, is that an action to try and do it stealthily? I mean, it's going to be a standard action to do what you're about to do, like if you're trying to mess with the generator. If you want to yes. do it stealthily, we can roll, roll stealth. I was it. thinking that at least the the going over to the generator at all, I was trying to do be stealthy. Oh, yeah, again, yeah, if you want to roll stealth, yeah, I know I'm fine. going after, but for flavored hex, in my mind, this was actually happening while he was attacking her. That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, they're pretty much simultaneously. Uh, yeah, if you want to roll stealth, just, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll still have enough room to make it to the generator, because you will move it half Okay, speed. I rolled a natural 20 of stealth as I'm going over. I guess that maybe it's for, like, running over there, and so, like, that I'm doing some messing with the generator. Yeah, it seems that you've gone mostly unnoticed. And I would like to do whatever it was that Frank told us to do for the generator. So basically, yeah, it's like a couple numbers and some like basis. Some because remember Frank hadn't seen the device, but he has some ideas on how it was set up. So basically, it's instructions on how to uh, turn some of the knobs, set some of the settings, um, and and the yellow pulse on the generator is like how do I put it? It's a full on circle, and like for just for part of it, just one little strip of it now seems to have stopped. For a brief moment. This is my impression of me doing it. Beep, boop, bop, boop. So yeah, so basically like there's this one strip of it that is no longer generating the dome. So there's like a part of the dome towards the edge now that is like open. And I sent, it was Lewis that called, right? Yeah. I just sent Lewis a thumbs up emoji. And he texts back, they got through, turn it back on. And then I, I that, that can still part of this turn? Yeah, basically like you're doing the reverse now. And I go, beep, boop, boop, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, alright, so then the generator turns back on to complete the dome again. He just texts, reinforcements are incoming. And I said, I'm trying to set up what emoji you said to that. Praise hands. Praise hands. And then I, I think I'm staying behind, I'm imagining like when I ran to the generator, I'm like behind ducking beneath it so they can't see me right now. Yeah, yeah, you're based on the opposite side. Like so The I'm closest one to you right now is Hughes, who's blinded. Staying there right now, because I imagine that's all I can do with my turn. Make a giant wood chipper for us to kick the bad guys into. Jesus Christ. And Laserhawk, it is your turn. Boy, I feel like all it would take is one eensy teensy little solar shotgun to knock this winch lady off the edge. Be a real shame if someone did that, huh? Well, remember, you're on the ground uh, underneath uh, Ulrich at the moment. Oh, yeah, fuck a doodle do. All right, I guess I'm headbutting my boy in the schnoz. I'm just going to use the same role for that, though, if that's Gucci. That's fine. Well, assuming that I use the, uh, re-channeling of Taser Fist that I've used a million times to give myself a big old glowing forehead, uh, that's gonna be a 28. Okay, and the DC? Uh, 25. You smash into Ulrich, and, uh, basically, like, he yelps a little bit in pain and rolls off of you? Oh. Uh, I'm going to use my move action to stand up. Okay. And I'm going to end off my turn by looking at Ulrich and just... Uh, I'm going to get you the nicest meal ever after this. I'm so sorry, bud. <laughs> uh, are you doing anything else? 
Uh, yeah, thinking about watching American Werewolf in London with Ulrich, but other than that, my turn's over. Midnight Hydra, it's his turn, and he basically just, he goes to straight up to you and, like, just punches you in the side of the head, or tries to. Oh, I'm assuming you mean me. Oh, yes. Totally. Uh, turn about to Perry play, alright, bring it on, fucker. Perry plus ten? It's gonna be a 16, buddy. Bing, bang, boom. He clocks you. Uh, you're gonna want to roll a toughness check. Pazizel, pazuzel, my knees now feel like noodles. <laughs> that's a 26. I'm also gonna note that that's the third straight 13 I've rolled on toughness. Nice. And that includes your negative one? Yep. Alright, you're like bleeding a little bit, like a little bit from the nose, and I'd say almost probably like your eyes a little bloodshot too. Uh, but you're not actually like, you know, you don't feel it in the same way you do like significant damage <sighs> hydra the fuck this is you and me now laser hawk ignore the others gestures to everyone else on the roof the fuck are they chop liver <laughs> and uh at that point it's serena's turn and serena looks at you yardak i just want to blow her a kiss in response and she <laughs> raises the two fingers similar to how she did with ulrich Oh, no. And as it looks like she's about to do the spell, suddenly a blur of blue and black streams by and tackles her. Where? Huh? No, Myra's purple. Oh. Also, Selva's not here. Uh, everyone roll either a pop culture or a streetwise check or an intellect check, whatever you have. Okay, I'm pretty sure I have pop culture, so I'm just going to use that. Uh, I've 19. got streetwise up the ass. 26. 26 is 24. Okay, and what'd you get, Rachel? 19. Yeah, you all recognize her. This is Mira the Mystic. Oh! You recognize her is the most powerful sorceress in the world. Ooh. And is Serena's mother. Oh! Oh! Oh my god! Her mom really is showing up to tell her she's gotta come home for dinner. Fuck yes! (laughs) She basically flew by and tackled uh, Serena, and they're kind of like flying through the air. Imagine, like, Bellatrix and Tonks in the de- Battle of the Department of Ministries. Oh, I was imagining that scene- Or in- Harry Potter and Voldemort, yeah. Yeah, if Harry and Voldemort. You guys were a lot closer to me. For some reason, I was imagining two gophers in a dryer. <laughs> oh, oh, in terms of what the spinning looks like. Um, so, yes. Actually, I shouldn't even say most powerful sorceress in the world. She's the most powerful sorcerer in the world. Yeah, gender inclusivity, bitch. Sorcerex. Yeah, sorcerex. Well, that's one way to take care of that. Uh, and in the distance, you see uh, a vulture incoming, too. And Hughes has finally, like, shaken off shaken off her dazed blindness. And I'm going to say for the moment, we're out of initiative. What are, you, what are your reactions to that? I put Hughes, maybe not in a box, but, like, I put Hughes... I don't trust Hughes, because Hughes is pretty close to the generator, right? Yes. I put Hughes in maybe, like, a half box? So, like, goes up to, like... One of those shoulder. cryo chambers that you can get... So basically, like, her head's still out of it. We can interrogate her if we need to, but, like, she can't move closer to the generator. Oh, okay. Uh, So she's gonna make a dodge check against that, then. She seems to be caught for the moment, but she saw it coming. Like, she started reacting, but not quite in time. Okay, Serena's flying off. What's going on with Ulrich? Yeah, when you look over, Serena must have broken her concentration, because Ulrich is also shaking his head like he's coming out of a daze. I run over to Ulrich, then. Who is bleeding. (laughs) Because of somebody. (laughs) What was I supposed to do? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ulrich. Just go ahead and tear into my chest. You're such a good boy. 
Hey, Yardak, I could use an assist over here. I run over there and immediately try to start healing Ulrich. All right, but meanwhile, Midnight Hydra and Laserhawk are still going at it. Yeah, I was about to say, y'all are out of initiative. I'm not covered in his blood yet. All right, what do you do next? Second purse, same as the first. Punch him in the jaw and put him in a hearse. Or, I guess, jail cell. You won't let me kill him. I guess. Yeah, that's gonna be a 25 for a taser fist. Boom, and... DC 25. Oh, shit. Well, he rolled a nat 1. So, (laughs) how does this happen? As the prophecy foretold, I reach my fist back. I sock him as hard as I can in the nose. Shattering it and causing his blood to splatter all over my face. I told you. Also, keep in mind that even though it's like one attack, one attack can be like you could do him a bunch of different punches. Just feel like sometimes that gets lost in the translation. Oh, in that case, I'm just using his face like a speed bag until it resembles less of a face and more of raw hamburger. And he falls down to his knees, looking dazed and bloodied. You might have won this time, but I won in the end, Laserhawk. No, you didn't. You'll never be able to bring him back. Oh. I keep swinging. Oh. Yeah, you you get you get a, you get a full on haymaker and you knock him out and his jaw hits the ground. Oh, it's not just one. Even after he's done, I'm hitting him five or six more times. I imagine actually they have to pull pull you off of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's even got up a straw now. Can I? Okay, I have questions. So I'm trying to remember. Did Ruby know about what was your fiance's name again? Anthony. Yeah, I think it's definitely been mentioned. You can't bring him back. Did Ruby hear that? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming so. I I want to say that Ruby almost wanted to hit him after that. Like, Ruby just heard that and was like, fuck that guy! So the vulture lands on the roof. Bullard gets out with a with a squad of guys. Bullard best get that squad on me. I imagine Yardak's still holding me back. Yeah, I'm also imagining, like, Yardak is, and Ruby are having to hold laser on back. And I'm a big bitch. I, 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 when it takes more than just me to hold somebody back, there's some rage there. And this is me, like, ready to just let me go. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna fucking kill him. Okay, I'm gonna... This is more flavor touch, but, like, Ruby makes a wall between, like, them and Midnight Hydra to, like, try to get him out, like, out of the... So he's out of... out of sight. And, like, you're gonna have to really focus on it, because I'm just imagining, like, Laserhawk just pounding on the fucking wall. Like, let me through. Okay, I want to see Betsy, and I went... The, the sorceress with, with the other sorceress just flying off. Uh, and also stepping out of the out of the vulture craft is your old friend Gemini. Hey! All right. Well, when he said back up, he meant it. Yeah. And I just go, hey, what's up? Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, you've definitely met Gemini. But okay, so you've separated Laserhawk and Midnight Hydra. Looks like they've got uh, M- Mira is still fighting Serena. I'll say Midnight Hydra is definitely incapacitated. Adrian seems to be trying to struggle to get out of the box a little bit, and it's starting to crack a little bit from the pressure. Oh, that's fine. Okay, I'm gonna punch her in the temple. All right, so you're gonna try and punch Hughes now? Just, I'm pissed off. I can't get the Hydra. I notice her trying to escape. I walk over and just clock her in the fucking temple. I'm gonna say, you're not gonna have to roll the attack. Let me see here. You hit her. And in a way that you have not seen in a long time, her eyes flare up white. Oh, no, no. And the box explodes out around her. You think you can defeat me? Yes. Yes, I fucking do. Uh, And I think at this point, like 
all of Union is like firing at her and Gemini is uh, like basically sparking up some electricity from her hands that you've never seen before. What the fuck? Yeah, so I'm trying to figure, I'm like, that's somebody we don't know. Hey Gemini, you ready for a little one-two? Rip that cord, Yardak. And I blast Adrian with as much water as I can muster at this point in time. Roll that attack. Ooh, 12 plus 10 is 22. Okay, and yeah, Gemini sees you doing this and throws like an arc of electricity into the into the stream of water. And that's going to help your team attack. And so now Adrian needs to roll. Oh man, yes. So this electricity hits her and she goes to try to stop it, but it's too late. And she's just getting like fried a little bit. Yes. And then when the water fi- and electricity finally stops, she falls onto her knees and falls onto the ground. To which I immediately put a charged solar shotgun inches away from her face and say, Stand the fuck down. Oh, she's hey. out. Oh, well, I didn't know that before I threatened her. <laughs> yeah, I turned to laser I turned to laser hawk, I was like, everyone is unconscious. <laughs> Like, start shushing him like an animal. Like, shh. Um, yeah, shh. You do look up, though, and you see Serena, like, punch uh, Mira, like, really far away, and she just takes off towards the edge of the dome. I don't expect to hit her, but for flavor tax reasons, can I fire a solar shotgun at her since I have one lock cocked and ready to go? Yeah, I'm gonna say it's too far away. Like, you, you're not gonna get any accuracy. Or even if it did hit, it's like, it would fizzle out, basically. Eh, that's fine, as long as I try. Can she get out of the dome? That's a great question. Well, what are y'all doing now? Do we have any more of the power dampening cuffs that haven't been fucked with by somebody? Uh, yeah, the- basically, they're already, like, locking up Adrian oh, okay. and, uh, and Hydra. I, know, I was just gonna turn it off, like, do we know that those actually work? And, uh, Betsy actually goes over and checks them out herself. Yes, they're active. Okay, so then we need to take these assholes back to Echo Base, and there needs to be some sort of interrogation done of all Union employees at this point in time. And Betsy nods, and she says, unfortunately, agreed. Uh, we're going to take them back to Echo Base for the moment, but I've got... We're, we're changing our protocols, and uh, I don't think they'll be staying there for very long. Maybe we shouldn't put them all together this time. Yeah. It's probably for the best. It was a good system until, well... It wasn't. And I also want to ask Betsy, are the other Union bases okay? Was this a one-hit one, one hit thing, or did, did they attack everywhere at once? No, this was specific to Echo Base in Riverside City. I, I have one additional question. What do we do about the zombies? Oh, uh, yeah, at this point, the, the Union teams and the combined forces with the RCPD have pretty much taken care of that. Okay, thank God. And I go... I was gonna say, like, I still got some steam to run off. Legit, I might just go take care of that myself. And I just go, what do we do about the Austin zombie? I, don't, I have no idea if Betsy Fuller knows about that. Can I answer that question? Sure. We kill him proper and give him a nice burial. Betsy puts her hand on your shoulder, Ruby, and says, it's already done when we retook the power plant. Good. I really didn't want to deal with that. And I go, I have a awkward question to ask. For Betsy? To any union employee who has information on this, whose ashes did we spread? Oh, well, I never thought about that. Basically, Betsy just says, we have no way of knowing. Oh. I... We can interrogate Sloane, but we really don't know. It was Wilhelm Jensen. Oh, God. Maybe there's that one Australian guy we've been looking for. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, did... not my pal. 
Would someone that we know is trustworthy please make sure Austin is actually cremated this time? Betsy nods and says, I'll make sure of it. And I also want to point out to Betsy, while we're taking care of these punks up here, there's definitely a guy downstairs that is a little bit of a hothead that needs to be taken care of as well. I've got someone taking care of it already. And I go, I was like, oh, Brigand, not not as bad. Yeah, we're, we're, we're letting Brigand uh, go this time. Wait, actually, I, actually, she's going to question you because she doesn't know about that. Wait, what do you mean, not as bad? What happened? He actually kind of helped us out. They had his family. Yeah, he was acting under duress. I understand why he did what he did. So she nods and says, so he's he's still a problem, but we'll say his, uh, he's not a priority at the moment. There you go. He's still more of a thief, not whatever the hell was going on here. So, uh, Tristan Wagner's dead on the ground, right? Oh yeah, everyone saw that. There's already, like, a person, like, putting a sheet over him. And I was like, for the record, she killed him, not us. <laughs> I pointed Adrian. That's when Betsy says, okay, we'll let this team take care of this. Let's, let's head back. And also, we recaptured Han and Crystal Tiger. Oh, good. But Vapor Kappa got away. And I go, my van's my van still downstairs, right? Yes. <laughs> the end of every episode, just Ruby's van is like in some sort of fucking predicament. Oh no, you got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's what'll be the end of the van is unpaid parking tickets <laughs> for all the times we just and, abandon it. I think in this case, no, there was not a not a parking parking uh, attendant. Can right you imagine now. if someone put like a parking ticket on the van that has like visual age like logo on it? You get downstairs and the city's starting to come back together. Actually, Rickard's the one who's apprehending Firehand's guy. As you're walking by, he kind of holds up the guy's hands and like looks towards you and nods. <laughs> oh, and uh, so as Rickard nods, I want to yell, he had a couple buddies, Earth Boy and some kind of stretchy boy. And uh, what are you doing now? Okay, I guess we're getting in the van. Are we? Ha- where are we going? That's a great question. Are you going back to Echo Base, or what's the plan here? Is Echo Base, I guess, I said we turned the generator off now, right? Right, right, yeah. Like, basically, as you were making your way downstairs, they had turned off the do- the, the generator. And, and okay. uh, also, on our way out, I want to uh, ask Laserhawk, be like, hey, do me a quick favor. Blast the shit out of this fucking thing. What fucking thing? Uh, the generator. But they, but I'm saying, like, they while you were going downstairs, they disabled it. Yeah, I know, but I don't want it to exist. Yeah, but I'm going to disable it. <laughs> Forever. I'm saying, like, if you do that, there will be repercussions. Why? Wait, is this, like, the actual generator for the building, or just the machine that was made to create the fucking, uh, dome? It was the machine that was made to create the dome, but it's made of other people's technology. Oh! Like, remember the hard light generator and the- and the? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll leave it alone, but not because I want to. Like, it does not, be- it does not belong to you to destroy- you know what? I could often I could also see like him being like destroy it and me being like no. This is not your this is not your crime scene anymore. I love the idea of Ruby and Yardag just blow it up, don't blow it up, blow it up, don't blow it up, and Laserhawk's just going fuck this and pulls our bow going to Echo Base. Oh, are you are you not taking the van back to Echo Base? No, I need time to cool off if I have to talk to people. Gotta bounce bounce away his problems. I imagine he was Tigger now. I guess the news is still on. What is Shana Ortega okay? Yeah, Ortega's fine. Uh, she's reporting about how like they were able to retake the city, how the dome is coming down. Did she mention us at all? Oh yeah, like uh, basically, she says that she has like unnamed sources saying that Visual Aid, Laserhawk, and Yardak were the ones to take back the the Molar Building and disable the generator. Yeah. How people respect our names. We need we need like a team name. Um, 
I'm finally stopping my 7-Eleven and getting my goddamn Frappuccino. Does 7-Eleven have fraps? No. Uh, yeah, they sell them in the glass bottles. Oh, you heathen, stop that. <laughs> I've had a hell of a day, and it's still better than a Red Bull. You stopped me from beating the shit out of my fucking arch nemesis. Let me have my frap, Dan. Okay. As a barista, I berate you. Okay, yeah, you get back to Echo Base. It is still pretty much in shambles. Ah, uh, reminds me of home. I wonder how the hut's doing. Shattered. Oh no, my hut. I sure hope it's okay. Well, fuck the hut. I hope my dog's okay. Can you at least assure me that Bodega's fine? Bodega's fine. Dude, if so much as a hair on that hat is damaged... I would never hurt the dog. We might take the dog away from you, but I would never hurt the dog. <laughs> take the dog away from me? I don't know if you've noticed it, but that's kind of the one thing grounding me to reality. <laughs> it's your tether. Don't fucking John Wick me, bro. You get back to Echo Base. Frank is there. He's trying to clean up a bit of the horns and whatnot. Trying to get the bullpen back... Everyone's trying to get the bullpen back together. Uh, can I uh, make one slight retcon here? Hmm. When I walk into the room where everyone's at, I'd like to sit down, pull out the rest of that bottle of scotch from the penthouse, and just tilt the motherfucker up. Gotta chase that frappuccino. <laughs> Ulrich is back to human form, still with like a bloody nose. Aw. Looks up at Ulrich. Hey, uh, you understand that I didn't want to do that, right? You did what you had to. Cool. I'm still taking you out to dinner. Yeah, and then just to help my boy out, I'm gonna... Touch his little nosy and give him a quick heal. Thank you, Yonder. I also, I texted Bethany and just be like, we're, uh, everything should be going back to normal now. It should be, I don't know exactly how safe the North. Yeah, Bethany sends you back like an all clear message, like everything's looking okay. She's out on the street. People are cleaning up and stuff. You know, basically since the news got through that, like, you know, when the dome went down and the, and the zombies were stopped, like people started uh, trying to get back, get everything back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, Bullard looks around very dejected at the state of Echo Base. I wonder if this can be like an excuse for Bessie to come back and fix things. Can we give Myra 20 bucks to clean this place up? She'll get it done in like two minutes. <laughs> Betsy sighs and says, I just got off the phone with Markovic, who uh, people know as the f- person who founded Slash Funds Union. Mm-hmm. He, we were not prepared for, for damage, this kind of catastrophic level damage. Which means... I don't know what's going to happen to Echo Base. Yeah, that's what I was worried you were going to say. Oh, are we leaving the city? I didn't say that. I have a perfectly good warehouse. Let us know if there's anything we can do to help. I appreciate that. This was this was a nightmare. Uh, for us to be betrayed in this way, and for this to lead to such destruction, it's, it's going to be bad for Union for a while. How's Lydia? Uh, Lydia is, is okay. She's recovering in the med bay. I guess I'm going to go see Lydia. Okay. And she's like a little, she's very like coming off the anesthesia and very weak, but she looks at you and she smiles and she says, everything's okay. Yep. Everything's returning to normal. As normal as it ever gets here. Well, if I'm not immediately required here, I just want to make it known that I'm going to the roof to brood. I also, oh, at some point I kind of want to get us all three back in the same room because I'm from, like, oh, by the way, I'm an alien. Meet me on the roof, scrub. But basically, like, Lydia thanks you for coming in and she, like, takes your hand and gives it a little squeeze. I'm so sorry that he did this, that we didn't see what he was doing. What was you going to say right before he, you know? Well, the exact thing she said was that they were not going to use them in conjunction, that they were to, and then 
he got she got shot and then things she said right before passing out was skyscraper that's why i have that written in the notes oh so the, it was like you were trying to tell us to go to the building yes i i knew that if they were doing what i thought they were that they would need to be somewhere high up so, sorry sorry i had to be a little a little less than detailed oh no from here. the roof it's okay you got shot yo oh don't don't worry about a thing i I just, I still can't believe we trusted him. I, I can't believe I went to a convention with him. But yeah, I think at that point she's like tired and starts falling asleep again. You know what? Maybe I go, I go join Laserhawk on the, on the roof. I'm imagining maybe the sun setting right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've been traveling around the city all day and everything. So yeah, it's been, been the whole day now. You guys have been up for a while. Good. Cause I totally imagined the sunset in my mind when I was brewing. And uh, yeah, so the sun is setting, and you're all on the roof. You're on the roof. I don't know where Yardak is. Um, I'm still in like the main area with Betsy, just like kind of surveying everything, helping clean up a mat. I hope. Yeah, what I can. Yeah, just with a dustpan and broom, just trying my best. Helping the people mop by making water. Yeah, by the water. And then I just, I think I just, I make a chair. I just sit next to Laserhawk, and then I just go, "Oh shit! I never told you guys." Well, again, I don't think Yardak is there currently. Yeah. Do, not Yardak. I sat, I sat next to Laserhawk. But to say, you can like just text me and I can come upstairs. Yeah. Oh, shit. I never told y'all. Is Rickard anywhere nearby? I don't know if Rickard's nearby. You know what? I text you, Rickard and Yardak. And I go, hey, maybe meet us on the roof real quick. Okay. We walk up the stairs. Is, uh, are they both there now? Uh, and yeah, Rickard makes his way up. He was just, uh, helping out with, uh, helping out with Frank. Was Thursday just earlier this week? Yeah. And I go, you know, earlier this week I had dinner with Lydia because she said she needed to tell me something. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know what? I'm imagining, do you still have that bottle of alcohol? I imagine if there's a couple swallows left of it, I'll just go ahead and... I take it. Just take a swig. I was like, yeah, apparently I'm not a post-human. Apparently I'm part alien now. And I just shrug and take a swig. I just want to immediately accept it and just say, yeah, that tracks. That's par for the course. Oh, tanks bottle back. Who the fuck it? <laughs> what does Rickard do? Rickard takes the bottle, takes the last swig, and says, "Huh, neat." <laughs> you know, Ruby, I gotta be perfectly honest. If you'd have told us this any day other than today, I feel like you'd have got more of a reaction. Fair, and I go, I honestly forgot to tell you because of you know, and I just swing my arms out to the city. No, no, that's totally fair. Hey. And you really like that space cadet show. I go, yeah, it's fun, huh? And as the sun sets on Riverside, you all are just taking a moment of silence and enjoying each other's company, unsure of what comes next. Chapter 40. The Good Must Associate. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The podcast is written and produced by myself, R.C. Byler. Editing assistance by Brandon Brownson. You can leave us a review on podchaser.com if you want to give us some feedback about the show. Your review might even be read out in a future episode. Masks and Mayhem is a member of the New England Podcast Consortium. Other members can be found at newenglandpodcasts.com. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by A.J. Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.